I was looking for the count that it went five. Go. No. <laughs> Welcome to Motorcycles and Misfit. Who? <laughs> Underscore Misfit. Here at the Recycle wow. Garage in sunny Santa Cruz, California. Yeah. And it, well, sunny after 2 p.m. It was nice today. I'm sorry. <laughs> Full it's it Santa a, Cruz summer. It was a nice morning and a nice afternoon. <laughs> oh, another, really? No. Another, just another rowdy group. Hey, everyone. Mm. We this, are a rowdy crowd. This is Liza, and you don't have to take your clothes off to have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> but it sure doesn't hurt. <laughs> we have out next in the house. We've got Knock. Sup, dickheads. <laughs> <laughs> what? Thank, to thank, thanks for coming, Knock. Uh-huh. Thanks, man. Uh-huh. Always a pleasure. Love you too, bro. <laughs> also, we've got award-winning Mike. I got sun poisoning. <laughs> really? Today? I, You're you Puerto Rican. How does that happen? How did you know, get it on your balls? Not, not the part that counts, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, dude, I'm, I'm yeah. checking your passport Sun, sun poisoning sounds like a medieval affliction. <laughs> I like, feel like Verily, it is. Verily, doth our sun poisoned. That's <laughs> <laughs> how I feel, man. Yes. Running the board tonight, we've got Bagel. Heidi ho That's it? That's it. That's your backup. Yeah. On the pretty girl couch tonight. We've got Miss Emma. Hello, darlings. I'm, no, I've got less than bagel, so it's just hello, darlings. Hello, darlings. Also on the Pretty Girl Couch tonight, we've got Brian. Oh, yeah, Pretty Girl. Brian with a Y. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up on the, end, on the end of the couch, we've got Bex. Now for the cat. And then I'm going to say aloha for me. Okay. <laughs> aloha. On the train side wow. of the room, we've got Henry. Hello. Whoop, whoop. I was waiting for some chicka chicka. All right. Hi, Jim. I'm depending on you. You got yeah, something. I'd love nothing better than something. to let you down. He's, Emma? He's, he's got something in his Emma? trousers. Emma? Yes, yes, darling. There once was a man from Nantucket. What? Who? He kept his cash in a bucket. Yes. He had a daughter named Nan. Yes. She ran off with a man. Yes. So as far as the bucket, Nantucket. <gasps> oh. What a surprise. Goodness. I can't believe nobody said the word. Really? Yes. No, fuck it. No, you did. Man, it's not it. dirty, so I'm assuming I don't get it. Well, there's the other version, but... Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. It's a family show. No, it is a family show. We yeah. have children. It's a fucking family we show. we got a room full of children right here. Uh, somebody's child. Children. Somebody's child is listening to us right now. They're yeah, being corrupted. Not on purpose. And uh, I mean, coming up right last, we've got Isaac. I met a listener today. Oh, hey, who'd you meet? Hi, Mike Wong. Hey, Mike. Yeah. He recognized me from the Emma's Army stickers on my box. Oh. <laughs> did, it, did it trip you out when you said, hey, you're on that damn thing? Yeah. On the, well, wait, no, wait, I, I immediately became very suspicious. I was like, wait, what, you what do you know me? about me? Yeah. <laughs> all, all that he needs to I, know. Who sent you? Oh, Hi, there Mike. are pictures. I, I've got a <laughs> Let's not bring that up. Oh, yeah. It's amazing how stupid people get when a baby pool gets brought out. <laughs> oh, I mean, the I'm proud of that. The kiddie pool and the sunshine. I'm proud. Kind of, I'm proud of those. There's I, also all the ones God's where I'm work. There's all the ones where I'm wearing eyeliner too. Yeah, I've got an oh, Amazon sticker on my box. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. I blame you, Jim. You started off. Can we talk about motorcycles now? Yeah. Hey. Um, Thank you. I just want to start out with something funny. Uh, this is in the weird news category. I know all the other podcasts bringing the news. I like to bring the weird news. So this one is titled, uh, this is a police blotter report. It says, two men on motorcycle with stolen fish tank arrested. What? <laughs> What and there's 
actually a picture where their faces blurred was, out. Which was, was this pretty in funny. Florida? Can I say this? This is in Ohio. Oh. <laughs> Ohio. Oh, we missed all okay. the oh, it's, 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 it's Phil's it's stretch of the way. Phil. And Johnny Chrome. I am more than six people removed from those people. Phil and Johnny Chrome. Was it a chrome fish tank? So it's it's and this looks like a. Uh, there's a picture. Is that a jixer? <laughs> and there's a dude on the back holding like a 64 gallon tank, right? Oh my god! So but let me read this to you. It's pretty funny. Twenty four pack. It says police in Ohio say two men on a motorcycle with a passenger holding a large boxed fish tank have been arrested after an officer passed them while responding to a pet store's report of a stolen <laughs> aquarium. <laughs> Oh my god. On top of it, the officer passed. That's ballsy. The Niles Police Facebook page says the passenger jumped off, breaking the aquarium when the officer turned to follow the motorcycle on Monday. Oops, duh. Another officer found the bike at another location and a nervous looking man pruning a tree with his bare hands behind a home. (laughs) Good try. He was identified as the bike's operator. (laughs) That guy was deep in the fish game. Y'all don't know. Niles Municipal Court officials say 52-year-old Mitchell and 46-year-old Christopher have pleaded not guilty to theft charges. Binion also pleaded not guilty to traffic charges. (laughs) <laughs> Trafficking fish? Are we sure that's Wild nice? news, Liza. Thank you so My much. My favorite is the nervous-looking man pruning a tree with his it's bare hands. That's pretty yeah. good. That's great. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, you got you to gotta act like you've been there before, <laughs> you know? I've done that before. Usually it works. Usually it works. Clearly they thought really? this thing through from beginning to finish. I hope that wasn't the highlight of tonight. <laughs> this is the real uh, news without we need. No, mm. it, it all goes downhill from So what you know about these aquariums, son? Oh, oh dear God! <laughs> well, it's that time again. We've got another movie to bring you, and you know, I'm I get excited every time there's a new movie because we all keep recycling the same. I mean, I'm not going to say that on any Sunday isn't great. It's one of the greats, but we definitely need more motorcycle movies. So whenever there's a new one, I yeah. kind of get a little excited. Yeah, we all do. Right. Your, I know, your child, right? That's why. And we have a special guest with us on the phone who is making another movie, and this one looks pretty rad. I, I think this is going to be a good one. We have on the phone with us Daniel Lovering. Hey, Daniel, say hi. Hi, guys. Hey, hey Daniel. Daniel. Want a party? Jesus. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. So, can you tell us what movie you're making? Sure. I'm making a movie called Motorcycle Man, and it's a short documentary about Dave Roper. Um, And some of you may be familiar with Dave Roper. He has been racing motorcycles every year since 1972. Um, (laughs) Yeah, and and he's really kind of a folk hero of the sport, Uh, and he's uh, pursued a single passion in life and has uh, had great success with it and has raced all around the world and uh, is a beloved figure, I think, in the motorcycling community. And um, uh, so Dave was generous enough to let me uh, spend some time with him and and shoot footage um, of him racing and working at uh, at Team Obsolete, which you may be familiar with. in New York, and I visited Dave at his home on Long Island, and um, and we put together a movie, which is um, now in post production, and we started it about two years. 
So Nick and Jim here, and I'm sure we'll get into this, but it's like a lot of guys, people we come across is, how come we've never heard of this guy? Let's yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, it's interesting. He's, um, when you meet Dave, you know, he's a very thoughtful guy, uh, uh, you know, very sort of gentle, uh, reflective person, and um, not someone who necessarily calls attention to himself. And um, uh, that's one of the reasons I was interested in him. Um, I, I have known about Dave for many years. My dad raced motorcycles in the 60s and 70s. Oh. Um, and so I, I grew up around motorcycles, and... Um, and my dad sold him a bike maybe around 1980 or 81, and I was a little kid, and um, I just had a hunch this would be an interesting story. And I, I've, spent, uh, I've spent the first part of my career as a journalist um, working overseas, and then I moved into documentaries uh, uh, about seven years ago. And um, I had a hunch that Dave would have an interesting story to tell, because I had heard enough about him, and I, I knew that... Uh, I, heard people describe him as uh, as this very philosophical character and that he, he wasn't maybe the sort of person you would think uh, you know would, would race motorcycles and um, and that turned out to be true he was he was just a fascinating character um, who uh, you know ha- had a lot to say about life and, and what he does and he's really dedicated to motorcycling and um, I think I think all that will come out in the movie. So before we get into really the movie, more into it, I want to know more about you. And you said that you grew up in this, which is, I think, the life we all wish we had. (laughs) Right? (laughs) What do you ride? (laughs) Well, I'm actually not. I don't have a bike at the moment. Um, And Mm. I had a a Mother V50 that I turned into a cafe racer. Um, that, that I rode um, for a number of years, and at the moment I don't have a bike. But my dad, who's now in his 80s, uh, has about uh, he's got three or four bikes right now. So um, if I need one, I can I can borrow one from him. And he, he restores um, vintage British bikes. He's got a Vincent and a, a Velocet, and um, he's got a Motorguzzi uh, mm. Lamont right now. Um, is that is that his beater bike? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So does yeah. he ride at 80? Uh, he's 83 now. Yeah. Wow. Damn. So he's still, like, still going strong. Yeah. Cool. And um, so he raced in the 60s and 70s, uh, mostly Italian uh, and British bikes, and um, stopped after he uh, after he crashed and, and uh, broke, broke a bone and decided that he uh, he would stick to riding on the road. And uh, so, yeah, I, and so I've been around motorcycles um, for quite a while. My brother is into bikes, and he raced for a while. And um, I've gone to a lot of meets, and I love I love vintage bikes in particular. And um, so this is, you know, the film in some ways is an exploration of my dad's world. Uh, uh, but I certainly have my own interest in this. Well, I think we've established you have the pedigree to make this film. So, so how, so you just decided this is your next project? Yeah, you know, I um, I made a documentary a couple of years ago. I finished a, a, a longer documentary um, and that had nothing to do with motorcycles, um, and was looking for another project and. 
this one had been in the back of my mind for some time, and I thought there were so many reasons I thought this would make a good movie. I mean, one was this unlikely character um, who had, had been doing, he's really an extraordinary guy when you look at his life and what he's done. Um, I mean, he's raced classic motorcycles um, for such a long time, and um, uh, and also, you know, from a visual standpoint, the bikes are so are, are beautiful, and um, and there's drama, of course, in the story at the racetrack. And agreed, um, you're talking about your father, right? Sorry for interjecting. I just want to make sure. No. No. Oh no, that's okay. No, I was actually talking about Dave when I was thinking about um, this, the, the subject to this film. Yeah, and um, and I thought you know this would make an interesting uh, documentary, and um, so I approached Dave, and he was agreeable, and and um, and so a couple of years ago, I yeah, I, I, I went down to New York and spent time with Dave. I filmed him at the Team Oxley workshop, and then I went out to Long Island and filmed him at his house there. And then I drove up to uh, Toronto or to Montfort, the racetrack uh, near Toronto, about nine hours to drive from New York. Something I'm looking forward in seeing in this film, um, you know, we have a real community here at this garage, but for people who haven't experienced, the race community is a really tight community. And I would think that somebody yeah. like Dave, who's been in it for so long, he's got to be like the guy. And so you did a lot of filming at the track? I did. I did. I, um, you know, I mounted some GoPro cameras on his bike and I spent a lot of time shooting him in the pit area and I actually camped out by the racetrack um, and uh, there was a, a big storm came in and blew my tent down so I had to I had to decamp to a nearby motel <laughs> but but I managed to get a lot of good footage and you know one thing that was so um, uh, interesting about the story was was witnessing kind of the the uh, the, the fraternity among the, the racers and, and the relationships and, and um, you know, uh, a lot of people know Dave and came up to him and asked for autographs and, and uh, uh, he's got a lot of old friends on the race circuit and uh, it was it was a privilege to, to, to be there and, and uh, watch him um, get his bikes ready and then go out on the track and, and ride them. So how many hours of footage did you get, uh, get total and... Uh uh, you know, not a huge amount, really. Mm-hmm. And, and um, you know, I, I think I, I shot maybe 29 hours of footage, something like that. Wow. Um, which, you know, in the in the filmmaking world is, is not a not a huge amount um, mm-hmm. for, but, you know, it's only, the film's uh, going to be about half an hour, half an hour long. So it'll be a short, short documentary. And, you know, there's a lot of great stuff that um, we've had to cut out that uh, might become special features on the DVD or something like that. So, um, for instance, I had a chance to interview Kevin Cameron. Um, oh, yeah. Who, who, yeah, who, who was just great. And, and he talked at some length. Uh, and, of course, we couldn't fit everything in the film, but, but that will go, um, you know, in a special feature on the DVD, I think. How is how's this different than your other endeavors as far as uh, filmmaking and journalism? Yeah, well, it, it's quite different. You know, I... Um, uh, I made a film about three years ago about um, architecture and historic preservation, saving old buildings uh, cool. in, in Pittsburgh. Yeah, and, and about grassroots efforts to save um, old buildings, particularly from the 19th century. And um, mm. 
And that was a, a great project, and um, and that went out to festivals and, and won a few awards and stuff. But so you know, a very different subject, but in some ways similar because, we, well, in terms of dealing in some ways with history, um, in the the film about Dave Roper, um, I did use a good amount of archival footage. Uh, so it, you may know that he he won the historic TC at the Isle of Man uh, in 1984. He was mm-hmm. the first American to. Is win, is he still uh, the only American to win? I believe so, but but uh, don't quote me on that. I, I think he's. I think there was another American who won in another category, but I'm I'm not not sure about that. But um, he was he was certainly the first. Um, so uh, so you'll see in the film. I've got some very nice footage of of that race um, and and him on the podium and everything uh, back in 1984 and. Um, so it, it was, you know, fortunately some other racers um, have given me, you know, photos and, and, and footage they have of me. Yeah, I was going to say, isn't, I think I've seen some videos online of like Dave Roper running the Olive Man on like an old Benelli or something like that. Like yeah, he was one of the yeah. early guys and to do that. Like he had a big old like uh, strap of like cameras basically put onto him and he just would ride around the Olive Man like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, no, there's some great um, on on bike footage, um, and I've mm-hmm. used some of that in the film. Um, cool. He's done it. I think he's done it a couple times. Yeah, it's great. So you can really see from his vantage point what it's like to be riding around the the circuit. Mm-hmm. And um, and Dave, incidentally, is going to be ride, riding at the Isle of Man again uh, next month. So he's he's riding a, a Benelli uh, 354 uh-huh. uh, that was. That was raced by Renzo Pasolini back in the '60s, um, and Dave had, has ridden that before at the Isle of Man. He he raced <clears> it in 1993 and, and crashed it actually, and <clears> um, <throat> and the guys at, at Team Osprey have restored it, and he'll be um, he'll be riding uh, in uh, in August, late August. Very cool, Daniel, darling. This is Miss Emma. Um, I've noticed, I mean, there's a theme coming through that you have this reverence for the past, which I think is wonderful. I do a lot of work in the classic bike community myself, not on the race, but on street classic bikes. My question for you is, I mean, who do you see as the audience for this film? Um, who are you trying to reach with it? And just yeah. saying bikers well, in general, yeah. that's that's fine too, but I think you've got a more specific audience in mind, don't you? Well, my thought was I actually wanted to make this accessible to a general audience. I wanted right. people to understand, to get a sense of what it is, why people do this, and, and what makes this particular person tick. You know, why, why would someone race motorcycles for, for 46 years? <laughs> you know, and, and what is it? And, and also to kind of challenge some assumptions about motorcycle racing or the people who do it. Um, and, and to say, you know, to kind of take them take the viewers into that world right. and show them what it's all about and help them appreciate it and understand it. And and also to focus on the human qualities, you know. Um, and, and Dave is a very thoughtful guy, as I say, and, and he he approaches racing. You know, it's not just a thrill for him. It's not just the adrenaline. He's For him, it's, it's kind of like an art and a craft. And um, it's like ballet. It's something um, that he has gotten very good at. And he does it very gracefully, and um, there's a kind of satisfaction that comes from that when you've done it for so long and you've gotten really good at it. And so it, 
the idea is to kind of look at some bigger ideas and not just the motorcycle, not just the racing, but the person who's on the bike and how, what they're thinking. That's absolutely fantastic. I mean, when you introduce the human element into anything, that's really where the interest lies. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, motorcycles are just machines. They come alive yeah. when you put somebody on them. And That's it. And I, I see exactly, exactly I see exactly where you're going because what is the the man or woman in the street? What's their idea of what a motorcycle racer is? They, I yeah. mean, they probably have no idea what even to think about this person. Is this is this you know a monosyllabic knuckle dragging person? <laughs> is this a daredevil? So to present exactly. them with some somebody who's really cerebral and really thinks this through, that's good. You're going to blow a lot of people's minds. I feel. I hope. I, I hope so. I mean, I think you're absolutely right that there are, you know, a lot of stereotypes about or assumptions made about people who do this, that it's a daredevil sport. Um, and, in fact, it's, it's anything but, uh, you know, when you look at it closely or you start talking to some of the people who do it, um, it is something that requires um, a lot of thought and care. and Attention. Um, yeah, attention, exactly. And, and there are different aspects to it, right? There's riding the bike on the back and choosing the right line and everything. Right. Then there's also the mechanical side of it as well and, and knowing the machine and, and what's going on with the bike. But, you know, something you said that resonated with me, and hopefully anybody who's ridden with me will, will agree to this. I mean, I've been riding street now for 41 years, and wow. I'm nothing if not mm -hmm. graceful. I try and be very elegant and graceful, and if not fast. The, pin the pencil skirt <laughs> side saddle does help. <laughs> I definitely second the fast part. Yes, we we all agree. Ems is elegant and graceful. Just and like, fast. And fast. Brown and on she your goes, nose there. Oh, um, no, actually, <laughs> she, she explains it. Oh, well, she's so fast, or he's so fast, like it's the motorcycle. Uh, she just rides the personality. But there is a grace to it. There's a ballet to it, even on the street. Um, and on the track, even more so. So, wonderful. Hey, Daniel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is Mike. How you doing? Hi, Mike. How are you? Hey. Um, yes, I, I had a question for you. Um, I'm also a filmmaker. Um, and I don't think that the quality of the, the stuff that I do is probably anywhere near what you're doing. But um, I was just wondering uh, what... Do you have any uh, like small budget tricks to make it look uh, like a bigger, bigger production film? And I, and I noticed that Henry was talking about a gentleman having all the cameras strapped on him in the '60s. I mean, was it kind of like that, and you just running around? Because you said that, like, yeah, I stayed there camped and I filmed. Does that mean that you were kind of just doing this on your own, or did you bring a crew with you with sound? And you know, it, and like, what kind of tricks did you use to make it look? He had an iPhone. Polished. He had an iPhone. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's that's a great question. I, I wish I could have taken a crew with me. And um, you know, this is a this is an ind totally independent project that I that I started on my own. So I, I didn't, um, you know, I, I tried to I uh, have an assistant who I worked with some of the time, and he wasn't able to go with me on this trip. So I did go on my own, and it was it was tough. Um, it was just a lot of work to get the coverage that I needed, and um, it's not the ideal way to do it, but. Um, but so I was basically, you know, I had GoPros uh, on Dave's bike, and then I was sort of running around uh, shooting as much as I could. And um, so it was a challenge. Um, and, you know, I guess the only 
advice I would give someone who, who might be thinking about doing something like that, uh, shooting on their own, is just to keep the camera rolling, because um, you never know when something's going to happen, and I, I found it. <laughs> Mike, Mike, I can imagine him. Were you by any chance sitting backwards on the backseat of a scooter on the racetrack to get good coverage? <laughs> Uh, I wish I could have. Yeah, <laughs> without a gimbal. Mike will train you. Without a gimbal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wish I wish I could have done that. Would have been great. But mm-hmm. I I wasn't able to do that. Um, however, another racer who was there, a Canadian guy named Doug Doug McRae, who's a wonderful artist um, and photographer, he uh, took some footage of Dave um, from his bike uh, with a with a, a GoPro. So we have some really nice footage of Dave. You can really see him. You know. Uh, leaning in the corners, and um, and then you know uh, we've got some nice vantage points of him on the track. So um, now it's it's uh, fortunately I was able to to capture enough material, and of course the sounds and and the sounds of the bikes, and that's such a big part of it. Well, I gotta you know so so Beck says that it's not the bike, it's the biker, but I'm just wondering, is it you know the camera or the cameraman that really makes the the shot? Oh, yeah, deep. I, I would argue. See, I'm cerebral too. <laughs> Yo! <laughs> I, I think the best is when they're blended. I, I think the rider and the bike, when they connect, is the best feeling. I, I mean, for me, when I connect with the bike that I'm on. You are one. Yes. And yeah. if you could film that, that's beautiful. So is it the camera or yeah. the cameraman? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think it's, I, I think, you know, in some cases, I, I, I really think you can, um, it's all about the story, and, and if you have a good eye for story, if you have a good, and then visually, if you have a good eye for composition, and um, I, I think you can, you can um, tell a great story with, with, with any camera you have. Of course, it helps to have good tools to do the job. And um, so I, I think it's the cameraman. Uh, it, it's having an awareness of what's going on around you, especially with documentary and watching for situations. And and um, uh, so and, and getting yourself in the right place at the right time and, and not flinching. I mean, there were moments, frankly, when, when Dave was like uh, rolling his bike onto uh, up a ramp into his van. Mm-hmm. And he rides a 1970... Um, Harley Aramaki uh, 350 single. Wow. Oh, I know that bike. bike. Yeah, it's beautiful. The cylinder sticks straight out in front. Wonderful thing. That's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, Horizontal single. And um, it's gorgeous, and it has a a great sound and everything. And anyway, Dave was rolling his his, his bike into the van, and I really wanted to help him. You know, he was... (laughs) But there I was filming, and and I couldn't put the camera down. and, And, of course, that that scene ended up in the film and so uh but you know there are moments when you feel that impulse to to give someone a hand or something but but you've got to really um focus on your job and and keep keep shooting and that's that's really important and understanding Uh, of course that he's put that bike in the van a thousand times before i I thought he was going to say he dropped it i was like i was waiting for that story and you know, I, he said to me, "You know, I've, I've gotten so used to doing this on my own. Like, I, you know, don't worry about helping me because <laughs> you can tell he's got it down to a science." So, so your answer would be that it's a cameraman. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> we have a misfits challenge. I challenge you to film the next movie with my camera and see what happens. <laughs> 
Yeah, so like uh, in your time hanging out with racers, were you surprised at the kind of personalities and varied interests that these racer types have? I mean, I mean, my time just hanging out with racers, I've always found they're just, it's very varying uh, kind of people, I guess. I mean, is that a, a thing yeah, that kind of struck yeah. you? Yeah, I totally agree. And I was curious about that too, um, you know. And what I found is... Um, it's an interesting mix of people, and there, there um, are a good number of creative people, people who are in creative um, industries, mm-hmm. photographers, designers, um, artists. Uh, uh, there are some quite well-known artists and photographers who are, who are into this, and mm-hmm. um, in, into vintage racing specifically. You know, and then you have engineers, uh, and you've got uh, some business people. It, it's an interesting mix. Um, but I was, I was uh, interested to see the number of, you know, the creative people, uh, and I and I get it. I think because of the design. I mean, the, the bikes are. Um, I mean, to me, they're almost like art objects. Uh, yeah. And 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 so you can see why creative people would be attracted to them. So the the next question I have for you though is, I know that you are raising money for the still. It is not finished, correct? Yeah. And I also know that uh, the Motorcycles and Misfits podcast is a contributor to this because I thought yeah. it was such a great, great project. So are you still uh, taking contributions? Yes. And first, I want to thank you for, for your support, really. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm really grateful for your help and um, and you'll see your name in, in the credits. Um, and... Uh, yeah, we are still raising money. We we had an Indiegogo campaign in June and July, and we raised a good chunk of money, but it's not quite enough to get us there. So, mm. so we're still still raising some money. Um, we are still working on the film, um, and of course, we've got enough to keep going. But but we uh, we are trying to raise more. So, um, uh, we now we've set up a, a page where uh, people can donate uh, through our not. We have a nonprofit fiscal sponsors, so people can make tax-deductible contributions to the film. And if you go to um, our website for the film, which is MotorcycleManFilm.com, um, you'll find a link there where you can make a donation. And you and can see the free. you can see the trailer too. Yeah, you can exactly. You can see the trailer. You can read a little bit about the the, the film, and um, and we're you know we offered some. Um, Kind of unusual incentives during the the Indiegogo campaign, um, and we're continuing to offer those. So, for example, um, if you donate five hundred dollars, um, you will get a a part a broken part from one of his pipes. So that might be a, a cracked piston or a, a broken valve. Or something like that. Thanks. I already got some of those. (laughs) Uh, What's what's a jug of uh, old oil? uh, Yeah, yeah, right. What is that? Yeah, Uh, yeah. That's a a good idea. We'll have to work that in. Yeah. Uh, But for a thousand bucks, you get you can have dinner with Dave. Um, That's uh, and but we've also got you know posters signed by Dave and postcards and. digital downloads of the film, which will be available, I think, later this year. Um, but, yeah, we would appreciate any support um, from anyone out there, uh, and every little bit counts. Or, if you're not in a position to donate, spreading the word is also really helpful. Well, Daniel, darling, would you repeat the website address again so people can actually get to it? What was it? Motorcycle Man? Yeah, it's MotorcycleManFilm.com. One word. Yes. 
And, and I wanted to say something that's funny. Watching the trailer, and you know, you're you're talking about this guy who's been racing a long time. To me, um, the way I would describe him is he's one bathrobe away from being in the cast of Harry Potter. He's one bathrobe away from being in the a cast of Harry Potter. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, yeah he looks yeah. like a grizzled old guy with a ton of stories. He, yeah, he's, he's he's a distinctive looking guy, and yeah, absolutely. And um, you know, he's he's a lovely guy. He's like he's just yeah, really really nice. And and um, yeah, I think he's had uh, had a full beard for you know. A, uh, since the beginning of his racing career. Um, and that's two interesting things about Dave. Um, he was a, a welder uh, before he became a, a full-time mechanic and, and racer. Um, he worked for, um, he welded uh, nuclear submarines. Oh, wow. Uh, a pipe welder and... Um, was he an underwater perfect. welder? Not an underwater welder. Hmm. Um, although that would be just as risky as racing, I think. Um <laughs> No, he, uh, I, I don't think it was underwater. I have to check that with him, but I don't think it was. Awesome. So where can people go to see the film? When is it going to be done? So we're hoping, uh, we're hoping to finish it um, by the fall so that we can send it out to festivals. So the, the first stop is, is to get it out to some of the bigger film festivals. Hopefully we'll get into some of them and uh and that'll be the first step um and then eventually we'd like to um seek wider distribution and right now it's it's unclear uh where that might be it, it could be you know a streaming service or something like that but but we, we're not sure yet um if you if you do donate uh 25 dollars to the film um you, you will be um eligible for a digital download so you 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 would be able to get your own copy of the film um, once it's done. So that so means I can like a pre-order. That means I can be in the movie and I get a line. Is that what you said? <laughs> <laughs> that's really expensive. <laughs> yeah, you got to totally. We're also, you know, we're also um, looking into doing some uh, preview screenings or some rough cut screenings at some motorcycle events. Um, so at, at some some big meets, and we have. Uh, finalize any of those plans but um you can if you go to our website for the film and sign up for um updates we have there's a little window there where you can type in your email address sign up for our newsletter and then you'll get information about screening awesome so once again it's motorcyclemanfilm.com and you know if you've if you haven't heard of dave roper definitely check him out you can google him there's a lot of stuff but um when i think once you see the trailer to this uh, you'll get excited as as i did so yeah so any any last words daniel um just uh, that I, I think that I hope you'll enjoy the film. I think I think uh, people. I would encourage people who may not have an interest in motorcycles to to see it, um, because I think it will help them understand what what motorcycling is all about and what motorcycle racing is all about, and um, and learn something about this really fascinating character who's had a colorful life and an unusual life. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for coming on. We appreciate it. Yeah, man. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, yeah, really that's awesome. It. Thanks so much. For- 
and and best of luck get, getting the rest of the funds. I encourage our listeners go support a project this like this. This is a good place to sp- spread some of your dough, and let's get more motorcycle yeah. movies out there. This support is, the community. This is motorbike stuff. This is the <laughs> yeah. real deal. So awesome. we like it. Thank you, Daniel. Yeah. Thank you, dear. Thank, thank you. Thanks. Thanks so much for your interest and your support. I really appreciate it. Awesome. And let us know when it's done, and we will make the announcement to everyone. Please do. I will. Perfect. Awesome. All right. Good talking to you, Daniel. Likewise. Thanks so much. All right. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Ciao, ciao. Let's get right to one of the big topics, because there was a lot of things going on this weekend. It was a gorgeous day. But one of the things is award-winning Mike won another award. Sure did. Validation, baby. What happened this weekend? What'd you do? Um, so Born Free, or, I mean, Born Free, Redwood Rumble was going on this weekend. Remind people what Redwood Rumble is. Um, so Josh Ian from um, Basket, Basket Case, Case Magazine mm-hmm. puts yeah. on this show here. Um, sometimes they have pre-parties for their magazine releases. Yeah. And they started this last year. And I think that his, um, you know, the thing that he likes to say about it is that he's trying to, you know, get the people from down south to come up here because all the shows are... You know, generally in in you know the LA area, so yeah, we, yeah. we don't we don't have many shows here. They've all disappeared, so it's great to have a new one. You know what I'll say? It was really nice to wake up in bed this morning and be like, I'm awake. I'm gonna make coffee and like, oh shit, I can go on a ride in half an hour. Yeah, and it was so nice to have a motorcycle come here instead of us going to LA or Ohio or Florida. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm like saying? Ten, it was like five <laughs> like, minutes fuck, down the road from my house. I hate like, to say I debated, but I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm gonna get up and go for a ride. Yeah, so. Like uh, last year, I went and I won an award. So like when you when when you go through the ride, it's called the Redwood Rumble because they start off in the redwoods, and then it's just a massive kind of train of lots of vintage bikes. Really, anybody who wants to ride, but that's mm-hmm. kind of like the uh, the idea. And they're just riding through the redwoods, and then you know it, it ends up like this big kind of train just shows up right at the uh, the show. So it's kind of a kind of a scene, and and it's pretty cool. So I did it last year, and I helped Josh out. And he's like, oh, are you putting your bike in the show? And I looked at him like, like what? That's right. You didn't plan on doing it. Mm-hmm. No. I, I, anyway, I, if I would have buffed the wheels if I knew. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, you know how to clean a bike, homie. Oh, Joshua, I've been buffing for like Word. three days. No, with Norman Reedus, you coached me how to clean a bike. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, that was last year, and, and I entered it, and I wound up uh, winning an award for it. So um, how many people were on that ride? This morning, yeah. Jim. How many would you say I was in the? Back? I would say there, there was a, there was at least fifty. God, you know, I rode, oh, that's a good ride. Yeah. I was in bed no, and I, um, heard my Redwoods rumble. Yeah, no, I rode my chopper, and um, <laughs> which is a KLX two fifty, <laughs> but it's as yeah. close to a chopper as I get. That's awesome. But it, actually, you know, a uh, real quick. I'm sorry to interrupt, but uh, shout out to Josh and his crew. It was a nice ride. That little meet uh, beforehand, which I appreciated, and basically is like, hey, we're going to keep it chill. We're going to ride some real twisty roads yep. to keep everybody slow because it's Sunday morning. People are pulling out of their driveways and weird <laughs> shit happens. So it, it's one of the few times I enjoyed riding the north side of 236, you know, up above uh, mm. Big Basin because that's so curvy and narrow. I love that. But road. when you know 40 too. fucking choppers have been through it before you and there's like 30 <laughs> choppers behind you, you feel pretty confident. If so choppers it, pulled it off, you'll make it. Yeah. So, yeah. It was a, it was a, so shout out to Josh and his crew. Um for putting a nice ride together this morning. It was a great way to start the day. So how well attended was year two? I would say, I mean, I don't have the numbers, but I would say the same as if not more. There were several hundred people. 
Yeah, I think that he said last show. year there was almost a thousand. Yeah. So I mean, as far as shows go, I mean, I've been to, to shows and I've seen lots of people, but I mean, for something that's kind of like grassroots like this, right? It seemed that they he got the support that he was looking for from the people that he wanted to yeah. support it. A thousand is it was, it was very grassroots. Yeah. I think the number of bikes in the show was about the same, but as far as people I, coming, I think there was less. To be honest, with yeah, you. it wasn't like there were a bunch more bike show bikes, but there were people from L.A. We can talk about later if you want, but there were like legit people from L.A. that do this stuff coming up from L.A. just for this event. And people so, from Nevada, Reno, that came. Damn. Well, I saw some like like I I guess if you if you're from around here, you start to see, um, or if you go to the shows often, I noticed that, you know, you have recycled bikes, which is basically what I'm I'm calling it that. It's like if you go to Born Free, you'll see bikes that are Born Free. Right. Mm-hmm. People build for Born Free, and then like shortly after that, I think is the uh, Chopper Fest in Aventura, and I went down there too. And then next thing you know, I was like. 50% of the bikes were at Born Free. And I was, I was a little bit disappointed about that. I was like, oh, this is cool. But I thought, you know, I, I didn't know what to expect. And yeah, then... They do the circuit. Exactly. Yeah, that's so what that's, I was thinking. Yeah, why you not? Yeah, I've seen, I've seen a few of Just kind of like that. our uh, films, like our little videos. We send them out and, you know, that that's kind of how it went. And it was like that last year. And I didn't really... I didn't go to Born Free this year, but I didn't hear the only bike that was there. Actually... Josh Sheehan won People's Champ. Yeah, at, with uh, that bike, right? Great. Yeah, with, with his bike, the, the Mantis. Mantis. Yeah. yeah, I think it was fantastic. Looking. Yeah, gas tank's pretty nuts on that. Yeah. Really clean. But anyway, so th- I didn't really see that this year, um, you know, a lot of those recycles. And, and I'll tell you, I'll explain to you why. The reason is he started a bit earlier this year, and uh, and and anybody could put a bike in. You could have put your bike in if you wanted to. I was to. going to, but... Yeah. <laughs> but I, you know, I, I didn't like, want to steal your thunder, homie. And, like, Hondas won a lot of... Like, the bikes that actually won were Hondas. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, yeah. Up Hondas, yeah. yeah. I should have entered my You know Sean, who makes those board <laughs> yeah, trackers? Yeah, Sean the Hoot. Yeah, I yeah, heard he, he was there. Sean won. He did? With yeah. a one, 125. Yay. Yo, you should have seen his class, oh, nice. too. They were, like, stacked, and I was like... Uh, you know, his his bike was not the polished one that was there. Oh, was that the one with the Harbor Freight welds on it? Yes. You know what, though? Dude, he rides the, that yeah. bike like a motherfucker. Lane Split Boulevard. I was going to say, the Lane Split Boulevard showed up, and if they had entered bikes, I think they I would have a great shot. Those guys do such good work, but they're such nice dudes. Shout out to Lane Split, but they came just to represent today. Yeah. Um, and check it out. So, Mike, what did you have in the show this this year? So, uh, well, let me get to what I planned on having in the show <laughs> this year. <laughs> um, and this what is going back to what I was just saying. Uh, well, basically, what he he they did a cutoff this year. So, like, if you didn't have your bike in by a certain point of time, that their registration was over. So you, anybody could bring a bike and enter it. But if you didn't get there, and I didn't know any of this stuff, so I did the whole ride this morning. I was there, and I had you know this is like hashtag family bullshit. You know when you have a kid. Um, <laughs> I, I've been working on Mary's bike for months, right? F- pretty much for her and for the summer, but for this show, because I really wanted to put it in. And I had this vision of my bike, Mary's bike, and Freya's bike. We have a baby Strider chopper. Little mother sucker. Exactly, mother sucker. That's the bike. <laughs> and like, I had this vision of them being together, and, and like whether we won or we didn't, they were, but it, it kind of didn't go the way that I wanted it to. So Mary was supposed to come down with her bike, and we were going to ride together, but it didn't happen. Because our uh, people who are watching our, our child have a child too, and I don't know if you guys have kids, but there's nap time. It's like a thing. <laughs> you know, and Liza, the world and stops. It could be a random. You don't need in kids time. to have nap time. Yeah, yeah. Liza, Liza still takes one now. No. Yeah, the older you get, you kind of regress to that, anyways. Wow. Wow. Emma yeah. took a nap today yeah. in the garage. I yeah. did indeed. <laughs> but I'm saying when, when nap time don't comes have any genitalia kid, drawn on your face. That's impressive. <laughs> 
when, when nap time comes, <laughs> you know, with what? a kid, yeah, then, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, kids' stops. naps they control the the, oh, schedule. Yeah. the flow right. of information. <laughs> like, come right. on, homie, you got a you got a really good little girl. She's yeah, yeah, yeah. She she's good roll. when she rolled. But so anyway, uh, so all the plans changed, and Mary came about a half an hour late with her bike, and <clears> I went to Josh. I was like, oh, can I still put her in? He's like, dude, and he's like, registration is over half an hour ago. I was like, get the fuck out of here. I was like, oh. I was so crushed. I was. So, you have no idea. I've been okay, polishing no, that bike I do. for three I do. days. Shit. When I heard it, I felt so bad I for do. you. I did too. I was. This I literally a bought a polishing who... kit and I've been buffing yeah. the bike for three fucking days. So how did this? How, how come the Strider wasn't out there? So that was part of the fucking thing. But so, fuck it, put it out there anyway. Right? Well, I did. Yeah, I did. That's the thing. Is, so Mary yeah. came down right, and then the people who were watching our kid came down at like one thirty. So yeah, it was no. over at three. Yeah. But they brought Freya, and Freya is my daughter. Was she looked like a like she was a blackout drunk, <laughs> passed out in the fucking in the stroller, hair's all fucked up, you know, boogers <laughs> down the nose, and was, you know. And I had her basket case jacket on, you know, ready, and I had her strider ready to roll around, and and it was like you I know, was looking forward to go dancing with her. Uh, yeah, like party. You know, like oh yeah, let's take the Strider and show him how it you know, goes. I'm glad yeah. you weren't that asshole that like shook the kid up. Like, <laughs> like ride your oh. bike, make have you look fun, cool. God damn it! They, they yeah. made me watch a video at the pre-baby uh, class about shaking babies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so there's like a thing about that. You're not supposed to shake them. But you right. know, I'm, I'm reminded of what they say in the entertainment industry. You never work with animals you never work with children that's right yeah. because i never do what you want yeah exactly. yeah they, they probably met my wife she's both. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway so how much attention did the other bikes get when they were there a lot so like i, I was joking around i was sitting with cat a bunch and and i was like super stressed out and and this is like we were, we were just talking about the Stop um, stressing out man this guy doing the uh the movie and and i'm thinking about the racing that they do and the amount of pressure that they must be under when they do it right and like you know your winning is based on like your skill and how how well you do during the race and there's also mechanical shit but the amount of stress like I, I kind of I wouldn't say it's equivalent, but when, when we're doing something like this, it's not a big deal. Who gives a fuck whether whether we win or we don't win? But it's like just sitting there, like the anticipation for it is so high, and then like sitting there and watching people and hoping that they like what you did and like that they catch all the little fucking details you do. It's like a, it's a whole other world of like stress and 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 you can't control it you know it's subjective you know one man's chopper is another man's like right. fucking piece of shit so. but it was nice they brought a dude in that knew how to judge and knew what he was yeah duncan at. yeah so that so that's kind of cool he told me to bring her bike in he said no, don't worry about it just you can go and put it up there next to it so eventually i did line up all what, three what bikes. class is a strider i put in freestyle expression oh okay uh-huh. <laughs> um, only can, at the last minute but yeah. i can i mention cat by the way because cat did come down here a little bit later and she looked like an anime cartoon. <laughs> she was an award. I saw her po- pre-award. I didn't see her after. Yeah, I mean, yeah. what was she doing down there? She was kind of she's modeling part, or something. You know, Last she's, I heard, she, she was is, naked in a cemetery. Okay, listen, she's part of the grand prize. That's our cat. Go, cat. That's no, pretty cool. So I think what happened... She the, was literally part of the grand prize she, she was at working this at event. So the, no, 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 no. So no. as far as I know, the People's Choice winner yes. um, is going to be showcased in... Uh, showcase in... Um, basket uh, Cape. Not Basket Case, but um, Show Class Magazine. Okay. Right? Because oh. Showcase has kind of mentored Basket Case along in a really cool way. <laughs> and I'm curious about who the photographer was and who did the uh, kind of the setup. I think it was Holly. Was it Holly? It was Holly, yeah. Okay, so I th- as far as I know, like, like I bounced 
announced after the awards they're doing raffle, but I think Cat. Oh was, shit! I won the raffle too. Is that right? Fifty fifty. Yeah, I won a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. Wow. Oh, nice. yeah, yeah. So anyway, the uh, people, three times the People's Choice Award winner got a professional photography session with a hot half nude chick apparently, and the half hot nude chick or the nude chick was Cat. Wow. So Cat got to pose on the People's Choice winner in the cemetery. I mean, Cat is the, just the, impossibly yeah. glamorous. I, I she have really to say, is. the the People's Choice bike got to have Cat on it yeah that explains why she was walking around in her underwear because she had to get dressed right she's always so. walking around in her underwear i've seen I, her more in her underwear than i haven't so, so i hope she doesn't leave a snail trail on the bike oh, really? that, that's isaac's job so mike <laughs> what award did you win um i have the award right here oh what ba, is, ba, it? What ba, is ba, it and let's remind everyone last year you won third place and well, this why year? are you gonna bring it up i won third place again <laughs> Congratulations. It's a classic swing arm chopper. Well it is deserved. Called but validation. Yeah, you guys can take a look at it. I mean, you won't miss it because I'm going to have it around my neck. We'll have two. I'm going to have two awards. Yeah, two chains. Mikey, it's two, okay. Mikey, Mikey two chains. I've already seen Mikey the second two. place award, though. They call Ooh. me Mikey two chains. Well, I, I do want to give mention, though, because our other Mike. Michael he also entered a bike. There was only he, fucking two people in his he class. Did. Come Michael on. McCarthy and he came in like, second well, place. You say that I have to. Still Here's awesome, my though. bike. Yeah, he came in second place with so his So, Mike, when Mike I'm sorry. Got up, I was pumped. Now that we have yeah, two award-winning mics, now we just have a third place mic and a second no, 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 place no, no, mic. No, 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 no. I'm <laughs> Yeah, but I've won two times already. So I was, now it's I two was talking about this before. So you're sixth-time place mic. Well, we kind of well we have second place mic and then we have the the other mic. Can we just say that we have an award-winning garage here? Yeah, well, Sean, I mean, he's Fuck not, yeah. he's not, I wouldn't We're say Sean's winners, a misfit. Oh but my I mean, gosh, that was so he good. He won too, you know, yeah. I mean, we had a lot of, we had a lot of people from, from, you know, but right here that, that actually machine, won some stuff. Mike, yeah, that was, Mike, darling, I can't can, can I be serious for a moment and just say how you, proud, you can, you can no, try. I can, <laughs> and just say how proud we are of you and how proud I am of you. Yeah, I'm I think, so, I think it's a fantastic achievement. I mean, this is a big deal, Mike. It really is a big deal. I mean, Aww. oh, look at that face. And, you know, I love the way that they actually put a picture of Mike on the award. <laughs> <laughs> Just look at that. He's cruising, cruising, you know? cruising it's Sasquatch. It's the true ape for the ape hangers. Well, I, so I just want to—I just want to mention, like, the show was fantastic, but it was really—it was interesting to sit and uh, and watch people's reactions. I actually got a picture of uh, of, of people just coming up and looking because it's—it's really funny. Like the thing that I have about my bike, and the, one of the uh, observations that I made is that like my bike is over the top. It's super colorful, like in the sea of all the custom of gray bikes. Gray and black. Well, there is this green emerald gem well, shining through. Well, there's and a other one. That's well, what there's a it couple is. of bikes that are like popping. So, mm-hmm. like when you're sitting there looking from above, mm-hmm. like you instantly see a few bikes specifically, and and I think that's really cool. And I notice that that kind of draws people in, and right. then they they start to look at it. And as I'm going down the line, some of the bikes, I'm like, oh, cool, I've seen that before. I've seen that before. That's really cool. But I had a hard time getting in and looking at someone's bike and checking out all these, like, minute details because it was, like, it kind of all just blended into, like, a chopper. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, that's great. You know, and I, and I get that a lot. And so I think that that's the appeal with uh, my bike and the stuff that I do. It's, like, it's the kind of <laughs> shit that you really haven't seen that often. Right. You know? And, well, um, the leather work is immaculate on your bike. 
Yeah, and and that was the other thing it was like it was just fun to sit there and watch people kind of like like as they're walking down the row, it like catches their eye, and then they do like a double take, and then they stop, and then they pull out their phone, and then they're taking pictures, mm-hmm. and then they're bringing their friend over, and mm-hmm. it's like uh, I want to change the name of the bike to the validation. It's it's got it. You got to feel a little exposed. You know what I'm saying? It's like you're putting your craftsmanship out there against other dudes. And and to Mike's credit and Michael, um, their credit, there were a lot of really nice bikes. Oh, out I there. know. You know, it's you guys should really be stoked on it. And, but I, uh, I, I feel like I, my stake is that it's like such a bizarre like bike to do something to. You know, like I don't really see. I do see bobbers on the on, on my Hondas and, but. It just, you know, it's not that common. Everybody's going for a really streamlined, you know, thin bike with I'll, a peanut a tank. A better, and, I'll say you know. so, is a lot of times we go to these shows, and what tends to stand out is the unexpected. When exactly. you see something, oh, another knucklehead or another shovelhead choppered out with a king and queen seat and oh, stupid this handlebars. Honda. Oh, it's like God. It's like, okay, whatever, but when you... <laughs> well done, Liza. Um <laughs> But what? But I like when you see unexpected, and I think that's what deserves attention, and that what yeah, deserves accolades. So I think right. you did something unexpected that no one else, you know, people don't normally do. And well, you know, the thing is, Mike, you and me are very similar because you you get this idea in your head, obsessed, and you know you know what it's going to look like before <laughs> you even start wrenching on it. You yeah. know what the finished bike's going to look like, and you just follow through on that. Emma, have you taken third place? No, never. <laughs> have you have you taken first? I've taken first. <laughs> <laughs> She's in the upper echelons yeah. of the bike. Honda but Norton. No, yeah. but the, no. The truth is, I haven't got the wherewithal to be in the show circuit anymore. It is so nerve wracking, and I I I have been physically sick, physically actually throwing up while judges are out in the field looking at my bikes, oh, and I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. And I, I like building pretty bikes, and I like people going, ooh, ah, oh, that's never my bike. It's yeah. very, very nice. Yeah. But I build them for me now, not for judges. So, you know, my hat's off to you, Mike, that you can put yourself through that. Well, you know what, though? I treat it just kind of like I do most of the other things I do. I just kind of step in and step out of it. Like, I don't commit. I'm not committed. You're lying. Right. No, like, yeah, I'm, but not, you I'm, also, like, I'm like, I'm going to be a, a, a bike builder for life. Yeah, like, like, that's not it. I'm just like. entire bike family there. Yeah, no, I'm just saying that's fantastic. what I'm doing, and I enjoy doing it, but it's like, I'm also aware that, um, I like, I, I, I by chance brought it in, and I won last year, and that was great. So then I was like, oh, let me, let me try again this year. Like, I'm not going to, like, all of a sudden act like, oh, I'm some bike builder. If you ask me about a Ducati fucking Panic, like, I don't fucking know. I know it's got Desmoto valves, but I don't know what the fuck that means. And it's red. You know what I mean? So I'm not going to sit there in front like I know everything about bikes, but it's like I know how to do what I did. But you did your art and for you, and then you're like, yeah, I did it for you. I'll show no, some no, other I did people. it for you. Well, here's Aww. what I'll say, and I think Bex has spoken to this before, is Mike, um, to, to Bex's observation. Observation is is you're an artist, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're 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 like a like I've seen the oh, paintings it's so you've fun done. To watch people well, look at your shit. And I, I've seen mm-hmm. you be. You used to be a cage dude. fighter. I, I've seen. Yeah. Let's bring that point. I'm up. a Renaissance man. Yeah, you exactly. Are. But I've seen you be a dad. You're a great dad. You're a great artist. Yeah. You're a great painter. You're a great leather worker, and you can build bikes. So. Mike, is, it, is, this ask, is this Mikey Askisi day? <laughs> yeah. It like isn't is except awkward, except. But we're gonna get to second place, Mike, in a second. It's funny. I prefer insults than like actual. You well, know I know you like, will. Really, I'd rather be you. like, dude, you're kind of a fucking Mike. Cunt, you know? Your life has now become toddlers and tiaras. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm cool with that. Dude. Poopy pants. I'm, yes, I'm a toddler. I'm into it. I'll Did you make a stinky? Was that you? <laughs> awesome. Well, congratulations on getting another award. So, what's my new name? 
third place. Valid, Mike. No, no, no. The other Mike. Place. You come up with the worst Mikey fucking names. Two not, chains. not second place. Mikey, Mikey two, two chains. chains. Mikey two chains. <laughs> or Mikey two times. And that, that don't mean I don't sleep with women. I just mean that one twice. Yo, I want to be Mikey three times because I won the fucking fifty-fifty raffle. All right, that was pretty. That's, no, no, that's you get really no, cool. you get to be Mikey no. three. You get to be Mikey three chains next year. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mike, yep. you weren't the only one who had fun this week. No, Mikey two plaques. Jim, Jim, and I went for an awesome ride. Yeah, you want to hear good. about it? Here we go. All right, <laughs> <laughs> we have a choice after you. <laughs> no, we were contacted by a listener who was going to be in town and was going to be renting a bike from San Francisco and mm-hmm. wanted to do some rides in the hills. And, Punk rocker dude. And here's something funny because um, I told Jim like, "Hey, you want to go up to Half Moon Bay for lunch and meet a rider and go go for a ride?" And and the first reaction is like, "Really." We just did that last week, right? <laughs> and it's and we were both. I, I mean, I kind of was the same thing. Do I want to go to Half Moon Bay? Oh, do I want to write up the PCH again? Right. We we're both like doing this, and as I'm writing yeah. up, I'm going, "What a shithead I am!" And people come from all over the world to come ride yeah. this road. I'm like, yeah. "Do I want to do it again this week?" Well, I, I will it, it was beautiful. Do, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, there's nothing like like going up to PCH and looking over artichoke fields or you know Brussels sprout fields. But what made it better is last time. Liza gave me, gave me a little bit of shit like yeah you weren't writing too aggressively last you know you're a little cautious <laughs> which I was so this time I think we took it a little bit more assertively both on How the PCH did your and guest feel about that? wait a minute like on PCH or back when you're all the above the oh. yeah it was so, a faster ride for sure um, on, cool. and so we went up to Half Moon Bay which uh, if you're in the Bay Area I highly recommend going to the Three Zero Cafe. Yes. It is at the Half Moon Bay Airport, and, it, mm-hmm. and the airport building has been turned into a restaurant. And what's great is, especially if you're a motorcycle gear, it's perfect. They have outdoor seating that is a, just a chain link fence separates you from the runway, and it's usually too cold in Half Moon Bay for the tourists. So mm-hmm. there's nobody out there, and you just plop yourself down and. Here, yep. Here's how good the food is. So you is. don't like, actually get overheated in your gear. No. Yeah, and there's room to spread out. But like, I haven't eaten a, like I've been off carbs for like five weeks now. Mm. I had a fucking tamale with eggs, like fried eggs on top. Nice. The breakfast there is yeah. Wicked, did you like take dude. a ten hour nap afterwards? No, I rode like a motherfucker up and down the mountains. <laughs> <laughs> so and, uh, and I want to give a shout out. So John from Iowa, unfortunately, yeah, um, plans changed at the last minute, and he wasn't able to come meet us. Oh no! But that's fine because. We still had um, we still had a ride to do. Well, we did a bunch of editing too, but and you know, mm-hmm. Half Moon Bay is actually quite a good destination because you've got the the three uh, cafe at the airport. Mm-hmm. There's a really good British pub out there called Cameron's, mm-hmm. yes. if I remember oh, right. Yeah. And they do really yes. good yeah. British beers and food. and they have games to play too. And I think it's in October. I want to say it's the Wings and Wheels Festival, yep. and mm. you get. Everything. If it flies, if it rolls, if it floats, oh, yeah. it's at the Wings yeah. and Wheels. It's a great show. Did that used to have a different. There's always yeah. a ton of bikes there as well. You got so, stuck in the traffic from that by accident. Once, well, you, yeah. Not I mean, you ride a bike. A, yeah, you, that, that's the point. That, you ride a bike. I was going to San Francisco and I'm like, let's take the one. Oh, next, God. Four hours uh. later. Oh, and one of the fun <laughs> one of the fun things is um, I've been I've been renting my Versus out on oh, TwistedRoad.com. Right. People have been buying your Versus. Hmm? People have been renting. Yeah, your Yeah, I've had a few rentals this really? week this uh, summer. And somebody had rented it, and we saw them on Highway 1, and we're Hello. just waving at yeah. them. Hey, 
That's right. I was leading, like keeping that. That's like, my hey, bike. I recognize that. Now, uh, Liza, um, what's the daily rate for your verses? Let's say I wanted to rent your verses. It's it's listed for ninety five dollars a day. Okay. Now, is that That's a sliding bad. scale based on how? Oh, anyone can look? set the price at whatever they want. It's uh, seventy five dollars and up. It's a sliding scale based on the condition of her tires. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> but, and your chain as well. So let's get back. So Jim and I, um, yeah, we were editing a podcast, sitting out there just just nice. enjoying it. And you see people landing their small aircraft and coming in for, for, for lunch. It's pretty cool. But then we headed up into the hills. And it's been actually a long time since I'd done the old route of going up. 84. Uh, 84, up oh. to Skyline, up to Wait, Alice's. Oh, which day was this? Saturday. Yesterday. Um, and then was it a shit show? Was there then, a lot of people? No, because um, I did bad. the Alice's ride. That with that we, didn't, we didn't go in. There weren't a lot. A, it was mostly cars there. We I've, just, I've heard we, that yeah, we stopped at Alice's basically to take off some clothes because it was getting hot. It yeah. got hot, and then we did Skyline Boulevard all the way up to nine. You know, we That's did great. the whole long way coming back. Lots of nice roads, twisties. Well, it was nice, yeah, because it was similar to the ride we did today. But we were going down nine, but then we bounced up Alba to uh, yeah, Felton right. Empire to get mm-hmm. out of the traffic. And mm-hmm. yeah, and you know, all closer good. to the coast. It you was know, so hot. I've done that ride, but a couple of times I've done the San Gregorio store, which That's is a good one. going. Yeah, it's yeah. and we're so lucky. Oh, so We've lucky got these fantastic rides so close by. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I did the I did the same ride in reverse on Friday. Oh yeah, right. from Felton down to Alice's along Skyline. I took a, Alice and I hadn't been on a ride together for like six months. So we what? Did that what? Together. What I love when we're doing these rides, if it's too cold on the coast, just go up to the mountain up yeah. to the mountain and it's, it'll be hot right. if you're too hot up there you're like just head back towards the coast yeah, yeah we started on skyline we could look yeah. down we could see like oh that's a big fog bank we went down into <laughs> it and it was the difference was like 80 degrees 60 yeah. degrees yeah. Yeah. 20 I, degree difference we stopped say, and put on clothes I have to say that the coldest I have ever been on a motorcycle in California was on Skyline. Mm-hmm. And I was riding, I think, a 77 GS1000. And it yeah. was December time. Oh. And the fog was blowing uh, yeah. over the top of Skyline yeah. into the bay. That's scary. And it was colder than mm-hmm. hell. You know, you- Sometimes... It snows right. up there. If you if you it go snows. if you take eighty four on a sunny day with fog, you will find wet patches in the corners. <clears throat> yes. Oh, I can you believe it. It won't rain. It's brutal. But you'll the find fog all sorts of shit. In the it'll be wet. It'll be rocks. Whatever. But you know, it's kind of nice in the middle of it. Everybody in Northern Europe's laughing at us yeah. now. Oh, you got wet patches in the road. You know, you try riding in the frost. Hey, and yeah. it's snow. <laughs> we're we're spoiled, no, we, and that's we okay. Are, we had a similar, but in a, the southern direction on Highway One. Henry and I went down past Big Sur. We went. Uh, Big Sur Highway 1 is open for listeners who are wondering about that. Um, The mountainside is still very much um, obviously destructed from two years ago with uh, the landslide. Uh, There's fresh pavement now. And it's pretty sweet. Oh, did they do a good job paving it? They They actually did. Yeah. And and we... uh, just were reminded how fortunate we are that this was just a couple hours away. We're taking this ride. Yeah, and we these met Belgians. Yeah, we met some Belgians who rented a bunch of Harley Davidsons to come they down. Don't, they won't do that again. They're like, never, ever. <laughs> so back to our ride. Yes. So no, it was a great. It was a great ride, and I think that um, I don't think I remembered how tired you can get. I think we, we both came home and, and did some more work. We've been working on um, 
a, a special podcast. That's all I'm going to say right now. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's it's been good. It's a lot of work. We've been working on editing it. And uh, yeah, well, you realize yeah. a good well, ride like that really does tucker you. Well, out. this might be another oh, podcast. Yeah. We talked a little bit about like, you know, uh, like taking risks and going fast and stuff. But it was the first time that that. I got to leave Liza behind, and she's like, "Man, you must have been in the groove." Mm-hmm. Well, the groove is called no driveways. That whole—that's uh, the well, fucking groove. The, on Alba Road. It was. I yeah. love Alba. The whole like the ride can tucker you out. I mean, um, my girlfriend, she's like, she's like, yeah. On our way up to Alice's, I got really excited. I was like, yeah, we should go cross country. She's like, and on the way home, my butt hurt, and I was like, no, we're never doing that. <laughs> I need a Corbin seat. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I just, you can do just, the beads. I just wanted to give a shout out to John from Iowa. Sorry you weren't able to make it. Next yeah. time you're coming out, let us know. Or to any other listeners, uh, let us know when you're coming. We like to join people for rides. And thanks, John, for keeping in touch because he was like kind of letting us know moment by moment what was going on. So thanks for giving us the heads up. And, and I hope um, that everything cool. works out okay. Yeah, to uh, um, Cleveland friends, you know, if if you want to come over to the West Coast, especially if you've just stolen a fish tank and talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to give a shout out, shout out to another listener named John. John, I think he's from Boulder Creek now, yes. who oh, came today. and hang, hung out with us. Oh, with his BM Trouble You. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, really cool. His dad's R80. BM Trouble You. Yes. And uh, he, yeah, he was a cool guy. He spent the day hanging out with us. Um, but what was funny is I overheard him talking to Michael, and he's like, "So, how does one become a misfit? Do you have to? Do you get like? Jump, do you get jumped in no, or let's something? Let's talk about hazing. You have to get and, naked first. And uh, I went up to him. And I'm like, "No, you just you just get dicked." <laughs> and he's like, oh, ha, ha, funny." You, you take some dick. Five minutes later. Oh, he was so hey, done can for. We get a picture Five of you minutes with your bike? later, I got Douglas and Michael, and Aww. we went into. Here's the thing: we're just so good at this. Douglas you can tell somebody. Proud. You tell somebody this is what's going to happen. And he knew you were talking about. Yes, and but listener. then we're so good at yeah, the one person on distracting, one person planting. Michael was in, standing in front of the dick at the bike, and we're asking about this, and we're commenting on this, and oh, while you're here, let's get a picture of cheese. <coughs> and then it happens, and it just uh, is so funny. I'm like, really, dude? Five minutes ago, <laughs> you seem pleased with yourselves. <laughs> oh, so pleased! It's it's a ballet. It's a ballet. Uh, it really is. Yeah, yeah, it is. There, there is an elegance to it. And I, I was thrilled to <laughs> notice really, that you used the biggest dildo we had. 13 oh, inch yeah. elegance. You really need to get so, that element of like flattery in there so they really feel like fine. they're being treated. So, it's a roller coaster. There's a high and then there's the low and there's the high. <laughs> the compliments help to distract them, you That's know. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so shout out to John from Boulder Creek. Um, Knock, have, have you been doing a lot of riding lately? Little bit, yeah. When you mean, what do you mean by a little bit? I'm running your scooter because I had tendonitis in my ankle. Fuck, dude, what's going on? I don't know. I'm dying from the inside out. That's just typically. I, what I can happens. tell you what's going on. You, did you guys know that not all motorcycle injuries come from crashes? That's right. Yeah. Sometimes they come from repetitive motion, mm-hmm. and when you're getting old. <laughs> and, and you this don't, can happen. And you don't exercise very much. Um, what's I, I guess I guess the the overall take on this is that ergonomics is important. You know, people buy a motorcycle and they get on it and they go, "Oh, this doesn't really fit me." And but at the same time, you really like this bike, so it's worth it to get 
you know, adjust your levers, uh, right. adjust whatever levers you want. Maybe um, if you're on a sport bike, get rid of the stock clip-ons and get something higher or lower. Um, or just get a different bike. Well, no. Sport that's bikes the, are not ergonomic at all. Well, I know. But what I'm saying is, is you can make, there, to the degree, you can certain make, make certain sport bikes Yeah, ergonomic. my Z1000 set up pretty good. Yeah. And uh, what I'm saying is, is you have the power to make it, your bike not give you arthritis. Or, uh, or uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, yeah, rear sets, whatever, you know? So, yeah. well, so I you, mean, you've been in pain lately. Yeah, yeah. And I went to the doctor for it, and it turns out that I have uh, gout, and apparently that sucks dick, too. Oh, so. yeah. Oh, oh that's but, nasty yeah. business. Not. But anyways, yeah, I mean, it's I'm fine now. I mean, I'm on a lot of... A lot of painkillers, but I, and I just have to—I just have to call you out. His his plan because Knock does not have a car. No, he gets to work on a motorcycle and his, but he can't shift. So his plan was: it's all right, dude. I just keep it in third. I can make it the whole way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the XR Real slip the clutch when I get going. The XR makes a really cool twist and go uh, scooter if you just leave it in third. <laughs> I'm not going over 50 miles an hour in town, anyways. So you know, just put a big enough sprocket. Yeah, God. and here's the thing: I kept offering him, why don't you just take my scooter? You don't have to that. shift it. He was resisting. He I don't blame you. Just resisting. <laughs> the XR, the like XR does have really good ergonomics. It is. How'd you get? How'd you get? It's knock. It's pretty straight up. Well, but he's got other bikes too. It's repetitive yeah. motion. Okay. Um, but yeah, he he refused to take my my mobility scooter, my my, elite, my Honda Elite two fifty mobility, mobility scooter. scooter. This is getting into like it was until a, he had, was in enough pain, and then yeah, I beat him down well, with it. What it was is, it was like I didn't want to deal with having to take it back to you and having you know going Wait, back and forth and you, everything. You, you, but you didn't you, want to you, wear the shorts. I, how long you like, <laughs> Well, I was. How long are you out of a vehicle? Because I have a couple of vehicles. If you want to borrow. Oh, he has no, the scooter I'm good, I'm good now. now. I have the scooter. It's just Which he is, keeps asking me for rides. No, you just got to get him some scooter. flip-flops to wear. What's great about it, this scooter is it's a 250, so it's got some pep. Yeah. And it's got a fucking oh, admit truck. It, admit it, Knock. Yes. You didn't want to be seen on the Elite scooter. Well, I just didn't want to. F- well, sort of. No, but like once I got into gimpy, it, but don't put me on a scooter. Well, once you get into it and you realize that the thing is, it's it's sketchy as fuck because it's so light. It handles so good. There's like no centrifugal force, and you're on dinner, yeah, you're driving and, on dinner and plates. The way the the weight is distributed, and I don't think it's even the small wheels either. It's just the way the weight is distributed. It. it uh, it turns like a motherfucker, and I got used to it very quickly, and I realized I could do the same kind of maneuvers I can on my bike. Actually, I think... Way, way more easily. I think this can be explained, and Emma, maybe you can back this up, because you know bikes bagels, pretty well. Bagel's blushing When right the now. seat is five <laughs> times bigger than the wheels combined, yes, that's uh, what you get. Yes. <laughs> exactly. That, and that's I mean, the math. That That's the math. And, yeah. you know, it's a 250 Honda Elite. Yeah. You know... My RF900, the design inspiration was a Manta Ray, and we know this. Mm -hmm. The 250 Elite, the design inspiration was a guinea pig. (laughs) Interesting. You know, if you look at that bike and look yeah. at a guinea pig, well, th- it's clear. <laughs> Here's one thing I noticed too about the suspension on that bike: the front is like it's it's like a single sided thing, but it's got a weird leading link kind of thing. Oh, it's a death yeah. trap, and like they're terrifying. <laughs> and you can ride really quick and jam on the front brake, and the front end hardly dives. Yeah, but like, it's, it's but pretty cool. When you bounce up and down, it, it no goes. Wah-oh, right. <laughs> well, you have the the actual tires suspending you, and then you have an actual <laughs> suspension unit. Then you 
you have the fucking seat and in your ass. Well, so I think if it's, you hit the I think it's too hard. You just go flying it's, crotch it's forward into the steering column. It's the right. seat uh, wheel ratio. Right, sure. right. seat to wheel but ratio. I think it's funny that you were worried, you were concerned about your street cred being seen like on that scooter, which is well, you know pretty cool. It's a sporty red scooter. Yeah. Unlike Jim's son. I didn't wave at anybody. <laughs> so, nice. Jim, you've got a story about your son and his scooter, which is not a sporty red scooter. Oh, good. No. Pass, really? What kind of scooter does your son have? That was a tough segue. Really? Okay. I'm oh, man. It's a segue? Son. Uh, no, there was not one. No, it wasn't a segue. No, he's got like a Chinese 49cc oh, scooter. No. Which is Why? what color? Okay, so you want me to tell the story? What color is the scooter? It's pink. There you go. Perfect. Nice. Noise. Perfect. But if you know my son, Noise. Seamus, he doesn't give a fuck, dude. He's the- <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm trying to teach not. Oh, my God. He, he's uh, 17 now, and he lives in Maui. But even when he was nine years old, he used to walk down the sidewalk dressed as an old man. <laughs> And when people would go by, he would fall in the bushes and say, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, dude. dude, no lie. No lie. Gotcha, sucker. Yeah, well, as, as you can imagine, he wasn't hitting the cover off the ball at Santa Cruz High School. So yeah, <laughs> he, uh, he ended up in Maui. All right, wow. so I'll, I'll just tell this. So it's story time, I guess. It's yeah, story this time. is a good one. So Seamus moves to Hawaii, or to Maui, right? And they're living way up on the top of the hill uh, above Makawao, if anyone knows who that is. Oh, wow. I've not been there. I'm going to be there later this month. But um, So he's way up in the top of the hill, and and uh, you know and he's got like a jobs and shit, and he's got school, he's got stuff he's got to do. So he ends up getting a scooter, right? Like this 49cc Chinesium pink scooter. Like any 17-year-old that should have a fucking car oh, should have. Perfect. And... Uh, Anyway, he rides it all over the place because he works and he goes to school and does all this stuff. So he's so I'm, I talked to him the other night. I'm all, hey, homie, how's it going? He's all, oh, dude, I got this story. I'm like, yeah. He goes, yeah. So I'm hanging out waiting for my friend Mateus at a at a uh, gas station on Maui. And, and Bex, you've been to Maui, right? Uh, yeah, Makawao is a yeah. fantastic place. But uh, it's kind of rural, I guess. Uh, that's okay. it, the island, yeah. Brian's so. nodding his head too. I lived so. there for six months. Okay, so <laughs> two experts on the couch. That's- yeah, bless you. So anyway, Shay's like, uh, yeah, and uh, he goes, so yeah, I'm going to meet my friend at a gas station. It's like 9 o'clock, so it's getting dark, but it's all cool. So because I'm just chilling on my pink scooter, and on the other <laughs> side of a fence, like with some fence on the other side, he's like, yeah, there's a bunch of Hawaiians, he's all, and they're hammered. I'm like, oh, yeah? And, I mean, and Seamus grew up downtown Santa Cruz, so yeah. it's not like he's not a neophyte. And uh, he's like, yeah, they're hammered. And of course, there's one guy who's like carrying on, like wanting to fight everybody. And he's oh like, hey, boy. I want to fight, I want to fight. And everybody's like, no, dude, chill out, chill out. Who farted? Was that Mike? Osley. I'm going to assume Mike it's the there. dog. And yeah, Dot waving oh. it at us. Oh, that's a Bosley wave. We did this last week, really and it was the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to close? Suffer! Never, knock, please. Knock's about the, the door. Open the door. You're about the, the hot boxes. It's a Bosley <laughs> oh. hot box special. Sorry. Go ahead. You didn't know bento box until you met Bosley. Anyway, uh, <laughs> this will eventually get to why we like motorcycles better than scooters. I'm sorry, Bagel. But um, no, I'm just kidding. But it saved his life, quite oh, yeah? possibly. So anyway, oh, yeah. guy's all tripping. So eventually, of course, he runs out of people to 
challenge to a fight. So there's the white this kid is on the, the pink, angry Hawaiian, the angry yeah. drunk Hawaiian. So oh, there's no. the white kid under the light on the pink scooter. Thirty nine CC, right? Yeah, not the bike you want to be on for a getaway, right? Totally. And it uh, any bike is better than no bike. Mm. That's true because they go faster than people, especially big so, people who run. So I'm, I'm I'm a little worried at this point because um and Mike, you can appreciate this. Seamus can box, mm. right? So he can duck and duck and. He can box, so I'm Good. like, dude, yeah, do not. Are brolic, though. Good. Yeah, well, and you never want to fight unless you have to. And uh, yeah. so anyway, he's like, yeah. So the dude comes around the fence and he's all like charging at me, all drunk and Hawaiian, whatever that means. <laughs> and Seamus, he's like, dude, I get my ninja on, I do a little bob and weave at my scooter that accelerates at like 0.2 feet per hour. <laughs> but the guy fell over, you know, falls over, and Seamus like, he goes, it was rad, Dad. I zoomed off at my top speed of 28 miles an hour. <laughs> but he, escaped. I thought you were gonna say he ramped over the guy I know right <laughs> just jumped the body that would have been dope <laughs> and uh, so I'm like oh that's cool I was because I was I, I was worried that was gonna be a lot worse than it was he goes yeah well it, it got worse <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no. he goes so he meets his friend he's bouncing back up to wherever and uh, and he goes yeah and I look down in the in the street light and he goes oh shit there's all the Hawaiians and they're looking for me I'm like oh no oh, dude I'm like you turned around didn't you and he's like no so he fucking rides up into him, and they start, oh, there he is, and they're chasing him. And I'm like, you know, here's my boy on his little pink 49cc <laughs> scooter, probably in flip-flops and board shorts for all I know, and all these Hawaiians chasing after him. And um, anyway, they corner him behind a pizza hut and shit like that, but he was stoked. He's like, I got my ninja on. He's like, hey, get him that way. He's going that way. And he goes behind the pizza place and does a quick ninja Yui and bounces and jets out the other way. And <laughs> anyway, long story short, the whole purpose of his escape story, I think, was the fact he's like, Dad, I need a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> But I will say, and Mike, I think you can appreciate this, is the fact that he didn't choose to like put the kickstand down and yeah. duke it out because he would have, a he would have ended up like beating people up, yeah, and he would, he would have had to answer that for quite some time. Oh yeah. So I, I'm glad the fact that he and his pink scooter scooted off into the distance, and um, I think he's ready for a, like a 250. Right, well, it's right away to fight another day. <laughs> yeah, right. So I was stoked on that. But aren't motors aren't scooters funny? That's awesome. <laughs> anyway, I'm sure you'd be glad I was sharing this one here. Scooters save lives. Yeah, don't go, don't go Chinese. Oh, I have a Craigslist. <laughs> I have a Craigslist update. Oh boy. What? Yeah, yeah you oh, know how you much go. I love dealing on Craigslist. What yeah, did you do? Were you were you hassling somebody? No, no, no. <laughs> so my Super Duke has been up there for sale. The Super Duke. Super oh, yeah. And I was contacted by somebody who. Asked all the right questions. Have you done this? Have you done that? Has this been done? When was the last time this was done? What do you, you know? He asked all the right questions. Did it get you excited? And I was like, honestly, I don't know the answers to most of them. I'm not the original owner. I don't know. But, uh, you know, if you want to come down and see it. And we set a time and he showed up at that time. Did he have cash? Oh, the unicorn. He didn't yeah. have cash yet. He wanted to ask his wife first. Mm -hmm. What I'll say is this this could be a case study. Down. It could be a it could be a Craigslist case study, actually, this whole interaction. It's been interesting. It was. And I'm like, I can respect that. Thank you for getting back to me. And then uh, like a couple days later he says, Yes, um, I would definitely like the bike, but I can't buy it for a couple weeks till I get my paycheck. Can you hold it for me? Uh. And I've been through this before and I said, yeah. Tell you what I will hold it for a $500 deposit. There you go. And he says, your money is, your is, is that refundable? That's no. not a deposit. No. 
Mm, I said no, but tell you what. Originally, I told him cash in hand to test ride, but I said, tell you what, come down here and I will let you test ride it because I want you to be sure you want this bike. And I let him just go around the neighborhood and he came back grinning like an idiot <laughs> and he gave me the deposit and we have a deal we shook hands sweet congratulations it was, yeah. it was an absolutely wonderful dealing with a reasonable person right who had good communication um and i've i've done very well buying on craigslist using this exact method what be decent the rest yeah that's exactly. what's in the airbox if sand, you so. say you're going to be somewhere at a time be there and a, a couple of times the seller has actually engaged me and said are you going to make me an offer on the phone i said no i'm not going to make an offer until yeah, i see the bike yeah we'll talk when i see but aren't you going to try and beat me down on the no when i see the bike when can i see the bike you can see the bike and i'll be there and i'm there on the time what you're here on time <laughs> and so it's a it's a good way to get a bargain it's a good way to get a bargain show respect and it goes a while exactly like a long way it's yeah. a good way to make a good impression too I, uh... so well done Lita I hope that works out for you thank you and I actually thanked him for making it a easy transaction I kind of gave you a hard time at first. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm like, hey, dude, show up when you have cash in hand. Until then, you know, whoever no, shows no, no. up with cash in hand. No, 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 he's a cool guy. Hand. And I, f I feel like this is more like an adoption, and I found the right new parents. Oh, yeah. You know? His wife rides, too, and his wife has a uh, 390 Duke. Oh, okay. And um, But I'm not going to go into too much detail, but it also turns out he, he's somebody who knows motorcycles and may be a future guest. Mm -hmm. On the show, we're trying to put something together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we went over a couple of details, Liz, and I'm pretty excited. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a cool Fingers guy. Fingers crossed. Yeah. But cool dude. I'm not the only one who's had a recent transaction, Mike. Yeah, I uh, I sold my husky yesterday. Oh, you did? Uh -huh. Yeah. Oh, right on, man. Um, and and there, I can totally. What did you get for it? I'm not gonna say. What are you gonna get? Was now? it was it a good number? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, are yeah, we gonna do Yosemite in September? Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna get another I'm one. But yeah, so, cool. But I can totally relate because the the whole Craigslist thing. It's like it's so bizarre. Once I I got a four word message from somebody who's like, and the message was smoke weed every day. No. <laughs> <laughs> I got twenty five hundred cash. That's a good message. That's a horrible message. Not for your bike. bike. <laughs> like five bike. grand. That's nice. But I'm like, and it's you, posted buddy. with that, and it's yeah, like, thanks for telling of, me. Like, no, yeah, uh, I didn't. Really, I, I just wanted to be so sarcastic <laughs> back and be like, great, that sounds you're, you're nice about, for you. You're about three oh grand short. God. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Call me and like whenever yeah. you get the rest of the money. I did you send him a dick pic? No, <laughs> but like I would keep getting. It's like, how are you gonna? Like, you haven't even seen the bike. Like, what? Right. What? Like what? Like what? Like, where's your purpose? How are you gonna yeah. like lowball me if you don't? What do you lowball but me? You know, we've the and you got like three sets of wheels for that yeah, too. Yeah, three you? sets of wheels, yeah. brand new warp nines, brand new tires. Yeah. That's like, twenty five hundred bucks right plastics, there. It's the spray and tanks. pray method. Just just send out lowballs to every offer on Craigslist. See if anybody bites. And that's oh, it was, the, it was crazy. Or something. But I also yeah. got a, a decent. Per I had one person came by. But the funny thing was, I put the bike up. Right, I've always pretty much had pretty good deals on on Craigslist with people, but. Uh, you know, I put it up and, and, you know, I was getting hits like all day long, just like people constantly asking questions. And but the thing that I said, too, is that, like, I don't want to be that guy on Craigslist. So I'm like, hey, here's the bike. Here's the only maintenance issues I have on it. It's got a title in my name. Here's a registration in my name. And here's all the extra stuff it comes with. Like, 
everything's on the table. So mm-hmm. you don't need to ask any questions. If you want to ask, I'm going to tell you them anyway. But let's, and then if somebody wants to come and see the bike, I'm going to tell you exactly what's up before you get here so you don't waste my fucking time mm-hmm. and have me come. In. But the guy who did buy it, he did break the rule and he's like, well, I'll be there at five. I left what I was doing yesterday, get home. At 4, 4, uh, 4.58, I get a message, I'll be there in an hour. I'm like, uh, motherfucker, are you serious, bro? <laughs> but he bought the bike, so, so that's and he had cash. That's, that's crazy. So what uh, are you going to get? What are you looking to get? I don't know. You tell me. 450L. Well, well, whatever you want, baby. I, I'm the 450L. I, 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 I rode a 250L today, and those are sweet. The rally. Get shit. the rally. I've decided I'm going to get a KLR. You're going to get the killer? I'm going to get a KLR just to do like trail riding and stuff like that. That's I really exciting. It, Thanks for sharing that. I think it's the best bike <laughs> What, but you want something similar, right? It's a very butch bike. Yeah, I want. I want to do. I want. I want dual purpose. I want dirt, and I want. Right. Um, and I want. I'm not one of those people. Wr two hundred and fifty. Yeah. If I buy a dirt bike, the thing's gonna sit there for like you know weeks at a time, and then it'll throw it in my truck, and I'll ride it for. I like Wr two fifty. That trips me out, man. But you'd be looking for power. So I got a DRD you would be looking for so, power. So I, what I'll say to that is, I have a KLX two hundred and fifty. Yeah, it's been opened up a little bit, but. You know, for the writing we do, it's not bad. You know, we're not doing trials and shit like that. Brian, you said you have a DRZ 400. Is it plated? It is plated. Is it an SM? S. It's an S. Yeah, the the M's got the little wheels. The the CRFs are fuel injected. I got a pumper carb on it and Ah, a replace clutch. Yeah, pumper carb's it. Are you trying to sell it? Yes. How much? How much? Let me guess. Let me guess. Uh, 3,600. No. Uh, the registration's a little jacked on it, but... Oh, oh here we go. Here we go. What's, what's it worth? What's it worth? What's it worth? I should do it. I got 2,500. I got 2,500. Okay, first question. What's the back ridge? Uh, I transposed two numbers on my VIN, and they revoked the driving privileges because it didn't have insurance. Oh, What? Do you Welcome have a title? California, do you, do you have yes, a title? I, do. I, have a, I have a title. And when was it last registered? Uh, two years ago. Too oh, many Jesus Christmas. Christ. Should we have an auction for bad. listeners? Like 200 bucks. That's, that's not so bad. Either that or sell it in Washington. How State. much? When was it last ridden? Two years ago. Oh. So wait a minute. Has it been drained the gas? Okay. So it's got it's got varnish in the tank. Wait. So this is a good. What's it worth? Wait. What color is exactly it? Exactly what I'm worth? thinking. What color is yeah. it? Blue and white. Oh. It has an extended tank. So what year is half it? Half gallons. Oh. Uh, 2006. Uh-huh. With a pumper car. It's a it's a DRZ. It doesn't matter. I give you. Should we have a list? Is there any other any other work to the motor? Like did you over anything to the cylinder or piston? The the head's been decked because I blew the head gas. That's okay. Mine too. Uh, hydro locked it. I was going to make a joke about did you blow up the head. Yeah, I blew it you up. You did blow up the head. And my so. buddy rebuilt it, and it runs great now. But and the the fact of the matter is, unfortunately, here in California, two years back, Reg, 700 bucks. No. Oh, yeah. No. Hang on, hang on. Yeah. For a bike that old, it'll it'll be probably somewhere in the range of about three three fifty. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. That's a yeah. lot. I've though. got a GS1100 that in two years has, equiv- has accumulated 630 what, what, bucks. What, what year is the bike? Fucking BM travel is all over the place. Really? It's 1980, and in two mm-hmm. years, 
That's it crazy. It accumulated That's insane. In 600, they, 630 bucks. Damn. That's some bullshit right there. Emma, did it have custom plates or was it... Uh, what was the... No, it's go just by the, standard California edge. This okay. feels like, a, like a Craigslist feeding frenzy all of a sudden. <laughs> and you know... <laughs> you're going to sell your bike you before the end of this podcast. All you need... Just check. There's an easy way to check. No one here can afford a KTM, so you're There's an easy way to check, but it might be more than you think. And you need to factor that in. Funnily enough, the GS1100 is actually for sale. Mm -hmm. And what I've said to people is, this is what it owes. This is actually the amount it owes, and I've taken what I feel the bikes were. And then something pissed in the airbox. Yeah, I peed I'll in the air. Oh, so oh, wait a minute. Does it, does it go by the cost, the blue book cost no. of the bike? Is that yeah, what well, yeah, you generally. know, you get to a certain age. Yeah. You know, part it's of, like... Well, part of the registration fee is based on the value of the bike. Yeah. So, yeah, that will that will play a factor in it. Right. But I think I think if it's been two years out of edge, I may be wrong, but I think it's going to be more than a couple of hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah. 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 that's, at least that's four, why I'm yeah. more of just wanted out of my driveway. So what's it worth? Mike, what do you think? Are you waving your vagina over there, Mike, dude? Mike, this actually might be a it's really a great bike for you. It's a dog. <laughs> Mike, you might have a motorcycle here. What, what are you going to offer I'll, I'll for this DRZ? I'll trailer it down. We can fire it up. Oh, yeah? Yeah. All right. But I tell you what, the pumper carb Jesus on that, no. there's terrifying. two DRZ400s in the world. There's the ones with the yeah. CV carb and the pumper carb. And so, they're a different bike. They're oh, a completely it's different bike. So did Before you, I had the pumper did carb. Did you buy the pumper carb? Yes. How much did it cost? 400 that's fairly reasonable yeah uh so i i used to send other people out on it when i had the stock carburetor (laughs) and like i'd go out on my zero then send them out on that with the recluse clutch and like with the pumper carb there's no way i'm doing that it'll wheelie now without popping the clutch Mm -hmm. yes it makes a huge difference i mean the the front forks are a little flexy oh dear god the smells coming out of that dog oh god Surprise, bitch! It's like a gun, <laughs> and it's facing right at my fucking head. He looks oh, like yeah. Bosley looks like a sausage right now. <laughs> well, Bosley's happy because he's on the Kitty Roca diet. Oh, oh God, <laughs> that was a Kitty Roca <laughs> special. That's why Knock's laughing. Uh, Nobody likes Kitty Roca more than Knock. I'm <laughs> seeing like thirty-five hundred and forty-five hundred is the value. Yeah, on yeah. I think right I now. bought I bought it forty-five hundred, but I did. Wait, any suspension work? No suspension work. Well, it's like we always say, it's like a bike's oh, worth it's, what it's worth, yeah, but if you, if you upgrade it, it just sells faster. Well, bring it bring it down. Oh, I know about that. Michael, buy it. Mike, He's got cash. You yeah. might be interested. Yeah, for sure. I might be there interested. You go. Sweet. Let's do I it. Get something out of my driveway. Yeah, let's do it. Gonna, yeah, because I got my... More. Well, let's go ride in the Sierras this fall. I was oh, like that with my old VFR. Isaac, are you leaving? I am. All right. I think the dog scared him. Good seeing you. Wise. The final straw, yeah. Later, ding dong. Well, yeah, I'm. I'm gonna still. I'm still up in the air. What bike to get? But you know, if I got that DRZ, then I wouldn't. I'd be able to sell my dirt bike. You have and, a DRZ. I know yeah. a dirt bike, and I could sell the DR350 plated bike. But you know, KLR650 is a good bike. I'm, we've talked about it before, and I'm going to upset a lot of listeners now. And I honestly believe the DR650 is a better bike. Well, but but. <laughs> But you but. pay for it. It's the number one. They are more expensive mm-hmm. than KLRs, yes. and secondly, there is there simply isn't the spares backup. There yeah. are so many people who are so into KLR six fifties. Yeah. You can get 
everything for it. They're yeah. kind of like freaks. Yeah, you can it's get a cult. you can get everything for DR six fifties, but you got to look harder. Yeah, and you got to pay that little bit more. Uh, we were talking about this this week in a little bit, and and I think the better bike is a DR six fifty. Oh, it's a wonderful bike, but you can't you can't go wrong with a KLR, and it's cheaper, and everybody's. And got one. I do not put high miles on bikes. Right. I've got too many bikes and not enough time to ride. Right. I'm not traveling around the world, so 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 let me ask you, Emma. I'm, yes, I'm setting I'm setting Liza up here a little bit. If you were to have a break point on a KLR as far as miles, like 30,000, 60,000, 70,000, where would you kind of start getting cautious at looking at a KLR as far as mileage? On a KLR, and this is true of any bike, in the life of a bike, it stops becoming a product of the manufacturer and starts becoming a product of the person who's looked after it. And that's really hard to put a definitive mileage on it. If, if you use a sole break point of that, 10,000 miles, under 10,000 miles, a chimpanzee could look after a bike and it'll still, to a certain extent, be a product of the manufacturer. And there are exceptions. But generally, that's a good rule. But we like bikes. KLR 650s, you know, they do tri- attract enthusiasts or... If nothing else, people who are enthusiastic about them. I would say on a KLR, anything above 20,000 miles, you're in a huge risk pool. Can I make a, a, a point here? 20,000 20, miles, you are in a risky situation. Once you so, go above that. So, Emma, I was looking at a bike, a KLR. Uh, that's a 2003 with 47,000. Oh, my God, no. But here's the deal. Um... Doohickey, it's, it's do hickey, oil oil filters changed every thirty five hundred miles. Do hickey done. Starter ring gear and bearing replaced. New um, new case gaskets. Right. Uh, f- flushed radiator. Right. Kickstand bypass. Right. Uh, new tires, wheel bearings, brake pads, chains, sprockets. Blah blah blah. Um, new cush drive. Right. New battery. New fork seals. New right. Fresh drive. carb rebuild. Right. New like fuel capacitor. Petcock non-vacuum. Right. New ignition coil and plug. New exhaust. And right. I'm thinking new ignition coil. This sounds like a bike that's just well, it, been gone through. It's been it's, cared for. It, it's been cared for, but nevertheless, 650cc single-cylinder bike, that is a lot of reciprocating yeah, mass. Yes, pushing. right. An but again, and and 47,000 miles, mm-hmm. you're going to have slop in the small end bearing. You're going to have slop in the big end bearing. Even mm-hmm. on a bike that's been cared for, it's mm-hmm. gone a long way, Liza. It's gone a hell for of a, a long way. a single cylinder. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's and it's an air-cooled okay, machine, Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come to Liza's rescue here and say, but we hear about so many stories, Emma, of these KLRs that went to South America and back. Right, that is true. And put on these big-ass miles. And that's so, only about 20,000 miles, though. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah, but do they do it slow? But you don't hear about their problems. You hear about their achievements, you know? Mm-hmm. But, yeah. hold on, guys. That died. But the way exactly I look at not. it, though, it's cheap. To repair, it is cheap to repair. You can get a whole nother engine. Well, it, it's all. I'll say this: it's kind of like the really cheap Chinese microphones you get sometimes. <laughs> They're cheap, <laughs> but it mounts up. Now, let me give you my KLR story about a guy who came down. A guy, the shop. Mike. Can you jump in here? A guy. Yo, a guy I came down a, the guy. shop. <laughs> with, <laughs> a, with a, he's out in the alley with a KLR 650 that he just bought. Mm. That it, when you hit the starter button. It just crunched. Now, it's the it's the starter gear. 
it's a known problem on KLRs. That starter gear, just on its own, is a couple of hundred bucks. And so immediately, out the box, he had to pay me an hour's labor, which is however much that is. I never get Hand involved in, in the that alley. sort of handy in the alley. Yeah. Yeah. And plus the cost of the gear, plus the cost of the gasket. So it's a $500 job immediately after you've bought a bike. And you need that like a hole in your head. Do you really need another project lighter? To add to your collection like, of projects. Yes. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm not concerned. It can be the cheapest bike in the world to get parts for. But well, again, do you want another but project? Again, I didn't. I'm, I'm, this isn't a commuter bike. I'm not using it every day. I need a bike that I'm going to use a couple times a year for special. Right. Well, it, it, and I can t- I can take that risk. Okay, but here's the thing. What if it takes a shit while you're doing your ride yeah. in the middle of fucking well, nowhere here's what i'll say like, is, is is you know the bike you're looking at is what like 1800 bucks yes it's that bike was 1900 yeah. if, if you get your budget up to three to four thousand dollars you can get a reliable thumper ah. that will take you where you want to go difference so, is, you get what but you pay the for the difference is for this bike is loaded with all of the racks and all the stuff yeah, but if the, if all the other bikes the bed, i'm looking at are just still new so that don't have all those accessories the accessories right mount to a lot You're so this about is exactly this like henry's bike he just bought this is exactly what i would do liza you're getting good money farkles for yep. you're getting very very good money for yep. your ktm you're going to be flush with cash buy the 1800 klr buy take, it, take everything DRZ. off it Exactly. Take everything off it, sell the 1800 KLR for a thousand bucks. It's a running bike, and you have got two or three thousand bucks worth of accessories and put it on a low mileage one. That's exactly what I'd do. Yeah, it's not, it's not a bad idea, but that's what I'm looking at the accessories because I do want Yeah, all the, and that. the accessories that's are valuable. Exactly. Yeah. But the, exactly well, let's be what honest. Henry did with his latest bike. He basically paid for less than what the accessories are yeah. and got a free bike. Good. You know, that, that would be the Good way to I do mean, it. What, you sold the Moto Guzzi? Why not? No, I still have the Moto Guzzi. It's in a shop right now. I just went for parts to come in. And thankfully, the frame is not bent on the bike. Wait, you got into another accident? Uh, yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, you should really listen to know. this show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what, but what, what I will say is, is, serious, is got, I got into two within a month uh, span period of Did you call my lawyer? No, I did not get injured. That's a thing, though. Yeah, you Either did. Yes, yes, you did. Yes, you did. Let's not go back into <laughs> my that. Neck, my because Henry have, has good taste in motorcycles. There's yet another person looking to buy a bike, and since everybody has an opinion and Knock. likes to share it. Okay. No, we have a listener who oh. messaged us. All right. Matthew Wood. Hey, Matthew. Hey, Matthew. He hey, says, Matthew. I found Dude. your podcast and have become an addict. Fuck. Fan of all, but... I'm sorry. But, <laughs> he says, fan of all, but Emma, darling, damn. Mm. Anyway. I'm darling. Hope, hope prison's treating you okay. He's looking for... <laughs> <laughs> he's looking for his first bike. Okay. Oh, we like to Jixer. play this game, right? Jixer. That's it. All right. Ready for this? <laughs> A Suzuki. A Jixer Hold on, you guys. Simmer down. Oh, on credit. Simmer down. All right. 50 he's bucks down. 40 Two years old. Okay. Six foot six, two hundred and eighty pounds. Dying. With a sixty five hundred dollar budget. Okay. He's found a ton of starters for short people. Right. But he's having trouble finding a bike that fits him. Okay. But he did find one he thinks is the right bike for him. The Victory mm. Vegas and Hammer. All right, I gotta see. They're this the bike. only bikes that don't force his knees to bend like a catcher's stance. 
He says, it seems like it'd be wise to find something with less power to start, so I'm begging for suggestions. Yeah. There's, so say uh, the, I'm sorry, Henry. Um, say so the bike again, Liza. Victory Vegas and Hammer Thank you. are two models. So where I work, right next door, there is um, a BMW and Mercedes independent shop. And one of the mechanics who I get on with there is a young guy called Pat, and he's got a Victory 8-Ball. Uh-huh. Great cool looking bike, bike. Yeah. He rides it in the summertime He rides it every day It doesn't miss a beat It's beautifully finished It sounds killer It runs like hell um, Where are Victory at with their parts these days? Because aren't they, aren't they a little choppy they, with their parts? They're a supply? little folded aren't they? Mm. Well, they're, you, you know what? Um, yeah I well, don't players, But right? <clears throat> Yes. Yeah. Right. I think they so, axed that line, though. Right. Did. I think the they killed the victory line. Yeah, they, 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 well, they, they did. killed the brand, but they still so have would have parts for it. Yeah. So, yeah, but look at Husqvarna, though. The old Husqvarna. Hey, Henry, can you not have a conversation? On I will the take the heat thing. for that. Me and Henry were discussing the eight ball. Thank yeah. you. Because we're not the most victory savvy people, although I've ridden across country and it was very comfortable. Saying something about what a recommendation for a six foot plus guy starter bike. It's a bitch bike. I was going to say though, like. Uh, Kawasaki, the new Vulcan 650s, like that. I hear, you know, they <clears throat> they adjust the ergonomics a lot on that. So anybody who's like 5'2 to like 6'6 six, bu- six can ride that bike. What's and his budget? Six grand. Mm-hmm. Six well, you should, grand. You should so, spend 2000 on ape hangers. All right. So, so here, here, uh, do you have gear? Is that a part of your budget because so, you're brand new? Because that yeah, should be considered. Yeah. So here's my opinion. That is um, a good point. The Victory Hammer. I would say stay away from. That is a bike with a really wide rear tire. Right. Um, That's you, not a good You don't, you don't want that. You do not want that. But the Victory Vegas, A, is a really good looking bike. It's a muscle cruiser. Right. It's low to the ground. Anyone is, is going to be able to handle a bike that's low to the ground, um, even with long legs. Here's the thing. A lot of people think of, because it's a, dis, a big displacement bike... But on cruisers, it's a completely different game. Oh, yeah. So, yeah it's like you don't it. ride a cruiser like you ride other bikes. Well, we, we talked about this, and, and uh, you know, you, yeah, jump on a, you jump on a leader bike like, 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 like my bike, like the FC1, and it, you're kind of like primed for speed. Like, you get on it, and you feel like, I'm ready to go fast. But we've jumped on big, like the Victory Cross Country, and it's a big cruising bike mm-hmm. and it's a very different power delivery and i mean i think it, it's well, obvious that matthew likes cruisers because of the bikes mm-hmm. he's chosen um i think the hammer i agree with liza is a bad idea i mean that's far more of a custom bike and it's going to be harder to handle but if you're going to be into cruisers just pick one that you feel comfortable on my only concern with victory is this part situation we just had a conversation mm-hmm. about the suzuki being a superior bike to the kawasaki but the parts delivery simply isn't the same for aftermarket parts and so it is with victory Knock. so so okay so aside from all of this you had to consider to a cruiser that's a cruiser that's low to the ground is not going to give you the experience to need to operate motorcycles in general. So that's just a consideration. Yeah. So I, if you want to start well, maybe working on some a little bit smaller, have it for a year or two where you have saddle time and get the idea and say a sensation of what it like is like to be get powered down this road by a motor, which you need to have first. And be on the and road. Then, hold, on, other- hold on, hold on, hold on, and 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 uh, and. and develop a sense of awareness of what's going on 
it might be worth your while to just kind of delay the entry maybe another year and a half or two considering two plus you're, you're a little bit older um um Physically, your reaction times aren't as good as you are when oh, you're younger. Oh, please. This is a fact. Falling hurts this more. This is a fact. Falling hurts <laughs> more. Recovery time makes more. So it's something to consider. Well, me and Liz had this debate going up to coast the other day on our little helmet fucking things. And, and I, I don't know what the right answer is because I rode, a small, I rode the shit out of a small bike for a long time for the muscle memory of shifting, braking, shifting, braking. Mm-hmm. And, but at the same time, it's a big dude. And, uh, yeah, I don't, he's six foot six for I don't, but, but and when you're a big dude. Your on, size doesn't give you experiences. That's I don't disagree. Point, you know so, I mean? so ultimately, I, I landed with this with Liza. I said... It's a better idea to get a smaller bike and shift and brake and shift and brake, but he'll be okay with the bigger bike. Yeah, what the right bigger, answer yeah. is, I, I don't know. I agree, yeah, but I mean, it's like I said, this is just a consideration to, to, to have in your mind. Okay, so what I was trying to tack on to what Nock was saying is like your riding style. Are you anticipating riding long distances in pretty much a straight fashion? Is that what your territory is? That's what your rides are? Cool. No worries, but if you're trying to integrate multiple different riding terrains, that's not going to be the best bike, in my opinion, um, because it is going to be heavy. Uh, Like Jim is saying, you want a lighter bike, even though you're a big dude, so that you can learn how to really manhandle it, or like whatever, woman handle it, person handle it, (laughs) um, so that you can still enjoy curves and also know how a bike responds in traffic and know how traffic responds to a bike, a small one, and then be able to take a step up. I honestly think that he would be well off with a 650. Uh, with it, like, I, I, I think like Bex, a, a goose. I think Bex cool. is. I think Bex is Get spot training, on. And we talked about this. Is I think the f- number one question. This is what we ask people. Regardless, is what kind of writing do you want to do? So I don't think we know where he's from. But, I, I, but if he's if he's from the middle America, where it's like long road, open roads. I think Bex Bex is spot on. Then get a fucking big ass cruiser and just spend yeah. hours not stopping at an intersection. And if you Matthew, if you like cruisers, and you don't necessarily want to jump on the big victories you cannot go wrong with a kawasaki vulcan you cannot go wrong with a suzuki m series of whatever size i don't recommend the 109 that is a big powerful bike that really is a hot rod and what about the v-stars yeah but yeah i mean the v-stars the the v-stars are okay some of them have carburation problems about yamaha bolts like cruiser style but you know for that budget you really cannot go wrong on one of the big Japanese cruisers if you find yourself one of Make sure you have Hold your two Hold mat, on, you please. Guys. You're missing some. Budget. But first of all, Mike, you got to bounce. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for saying. I hope your sun poisoning gets better. <laughs> I gotta <laughs> say, those those shoes look like you should be fishing for marlin like off em? the coast of Florida in 1953. I'm just using my where I go to Barcelona. They're pretty Whoa. dope, dude. How are you right. doing? You can fucking wear that shit. Those are those are <laughs> espadrille stuff. Right. Really. I, I have an answer for Matthew. I just want to say bye. To Later, Mike. One more thing. Later, Mike. Bye. Uh, take it easy, bye, Mike. Take care. Award-winning, Mike. The battle is finding what's reasonable versus what's rational. Right. <laughs> Hold on, you guys. In the cruiser world, yep. 
There are many people who, in their community, it's not acceptable to be on a metric cruiser. It doesn't fit in. Fuck them. Hold on. So this may surprise you. <laughs> yeah. You just make yeah, the most badass metric cruiser and, and win awards. You may actually, uh, but what everyone is saying is you're better off having a smaller, lighter bike. And actually what you may want to check out is a Sportster with forward controls. Yeah. The Sportster was actually designed to be a nimble cruiser yeah they are great at that many people still ride sportsters it, even though it's the but it's cramped intro bike but some of them have forward controls and i've run them with forward controls and is well the I thing mean, about the, the, the sporties is they're very convertible yeah you know, very but the, the other thing to take into account and why a lot of people say to buy a a used bike you're gonna drop it yep so do you want to get your dream bike the perfect bike according to you and then drop it also i always tell everyone when you're getting your first bike just assume that within six months you're going to discover the right bike for you and be selling <laughs> yeah. that bike yeah oh, we, sure. we talked about that it's like you're going to get this and regardless of what you get you're going to sell it in so six like 6500 bucks you've got a you got a lot no, that's it that's with. a budget you know? yeah it's a good budget so you know matthew whatever ruckus Whatever you choose, whatever you choose to buy, just embrace it. Let us know what you buy, yeah, but, and welcome yeah, to the community. Yeah, take some training if you can. Yeah, but most yeah. importantly, buy, buy a bike that fits you. Exactly. And when you are six foot six and you don't want to ride a GS twelve hundred, yeah, can I- then then that Victory Vegas is not a bad bike. He's forty two. I think he's mature enough sure. to ride it. Um, I I'm not opposed to it at all. Hmm. What do you got, Bex? Um, I just think that the most important thing is to be able to budget having training because it makes you such a faster, like way jump forward, so much faster um, motorcycle rider. And then have the right fitting gear. So when you go down, not if, but when you go down, it's going to stay on your body. And it sounds like you have a body that's not a typical sized body. So you might need to incorporate um, more specialized gear, unfortunately, in your budget. I just want to give you a heads up on that one. Should we describe what you're wearing at the moment? Ah, no. Um, All right. Um, I, so I, I think- wear full gear. I have armor from my toes to my head, including all of my digits on my hands. All right, so I think we're wrapped on that. So one more thing, just let one us, more thing. What? This goes back to the conversation Jesus. I had earlier. You could, if the bike that you find and you get doesn't really fit you, you could adjust your controls. And so, you know, mm. there, there, you get Some a bit of fun room. Don't rule out a GS1200 either. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Knock, do you have another email there to read? I do. It's called Rust, Pre- Pre- ah, Rust, Pre- 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 Rust Prevention. Hello, Misfits. I have a 2016 Indian Scout 60 and ride your round in Bellingham, Washington. Hi, Rust. Cool. Uh, that is what's cool. snow, ice, all the dumb stuff you shouldn't ride in. Mm-hmm, Good for you. Mm-hmm. And I live right on the bay. Oh, shit. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. How do I fight rust around hardware, particularly the hardware surrounding the brake rotors and exhaust mounts? Garage. Besides, Garage. besides Liqu- twice. Liquid film? Garage. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's moisture in the air. Garage mm-hmm. doesn't help. But um, besides the twice-week wash and scrub and soft metal wire brush and Scotch-Brite pads, what do you cr- recommend to add protection? Uh, what kind of respirative is safe to use around braking systems, calipers, rotors, pads? C- can I address this? Please um, do. This is... 
This is an answer, and Liza will smile because she'll she'll recognize this answer from an answer I gave on an Ask Miss Emma, which is a service we offer for our Patreon subscribers. Back in the 70s, when I first started out riding bikes, we'd ride our bikes all year round. We couldn't afford cars. And in England, the roads get salted in the wintertime because they freeze. And the best way to combat frost is salting the roads. Now, there was always two camps. The first camp was, we're going to keep our bikes clean, we're going to keep them polished, we're going to keep wax on them. Mm. Yeah. And do a very, very hands-on approach. And I want to say, that's why we tease a lot of Harley riders all the time cleaning the bike, but that's why. When you have that much chrome, you Mm. got it. Right. It's expensive. The The other camp was, I'm going to get a rust preventative coating, whether it's WD-40, whether mm-hmm. it's a waxy substance, I'm going to cover the bike in October and I'm going to clean it all off in the springtime and everything will be great because it's been corroded, because it's been protected from the corrosion. In the springtime, those of us who cleaned our bikes and kept polishing them, our bikes always look better than the camp who just slapped wd-40 and rust preservative over them Mm. so in answering to this guy's question the only way to protect that finish is to keep wax on it it's hard work as hell but that's the only way you're going to do it you can't use any oily substance close to the brake rotor because brake rotors spin yeah it's centrifugal Mm-hmm. And if you say, if you put WD-40 on the buttons on a fully floating brake disc, as the disc spins, it's going to get thrown onto the rotor itself. Flingaroo. And then you're going to lose your braking power. So the only way to preserve your finish, and it's the mm-hmm. same with the exhaust system. Unfortunately, the exhaust system is going to burn off wax. So all you can do is just keep it as clean as you can. I mean, Seattle area is horrendous for bike finishes. Mm-hmm. It rains a lot. There's a lot of salt in the air from from the bay. It's it's. There's no other way. You just got to work hard and try and stay on top of it. Another, it's heartbreaking. Another really, tip that that I have: if you have a concrete floor in your garage, cover it up. Moisture can come up through the floor. That's mm. why in the garage I have that mat that's like carpet right. on the top side, but it's rubber on the bottom. I thought it was dirt. That is from my when <laughs> I had my chopper because so much moisture would come up and condensate on the bike. So that's another tip. Um, they also make the bubbles. Yeah, but you know the, uh, the you can bubbles, have a climate control bubble that you put. Yeah, it in. but the climate control bubble's great for somebody who puts their bike away in the sp- in the wind, yeah. you know, in the fall and gets it out in the spring. For somebody who's riding their bike year round, you know, the fact of the matter is when the springtime comes, your bike isn't going to look good as the the guy who had it in the garage all winter. Yeah. But you're the cooler guy because guess what? She you, pointed at you, Knock. You, you, know. you yeah. rode it every day. Yeah. So you're the cooler guy. The, the, the short answer is there is no shortcut. It's no. maintenance, cleaning, Ride polishing. It. It's, it is yeah. constant. As, it, and as far as rotors go, it's a little bit of rust on there is not going to hurt it Or It'll be powder coating. Right. But that's one of the reasons I got rid of my chopper. It was rusting in my garage because here by the ocean, it was, it, it just wasn't surviving. Also, because the quality of the chrome that they're making now oh, is so, so inferior. Yeah. So that's another problem. 
that here a lot of the american-made stuff the chrome is just real crap it's not british right and well it's it to be fair on the actual platers there's stuff you can chrome and stuff you can't chrome mm. You can't really chrome aluminum, not effectively, no. because aluminum is a porous surface and chromium seals the pores. So sooner or later, it's going to start bubbling and cracking. You can't chromium plate a die cast metal for the same reason. The most effective metal to chrome on top of is brass. And if you go back into the very, very early days of British motorcycle and car manufacturing, the chrome plated components started off as brass mm. if you look at the window frames on a rolls royce they're all made out of brass and they chrome on top of that the stuff lasts forever right um so it's the substrate that really makes for the good plating so there you go there's the answer um hey i wanted to give a shout out hey brian bandy chance did you see the article that came out this week on electricmotorcycle.com yes i have about zero motorcycles some history and the major players we got a mention we got two wow isn't that cool i I think that's how you know you've made it when you've been used as a reference yep Ah! cool (laughs) (laughs) so that was real cool so shout out to electricmotorcycle.com because i think someone there maybe listens to our show is the check in the mail and i want to say thank you for mentioning us that was a really great article um also coming up very soon there on august 18th yes there's a show that uh, we are all very excited about yes and so i just wanted to um make this announcement again very excited in san francisco yes the moto classic yes well it's called the 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 Moto Bay Classic. Cops this versus is rockers. Hooligans oh, okay. right. versus cops. So it's called the Moto Bay Classic, and this is the first time they're doing it. And it is going to be, yeah, the Rolling Sands, the Hooligan Class, Flat Track Racing. Oh, but it doesn't stop there. But wait, there's more. But wait, there's more. <laughs> I've seen we them also TV. have, you're going to have the race pits. There's an art show. There's oh. a bike show. There's a cops versus hooligans gymkhana. Yes. yes. Mustache Wait. waxing contest. Can I, I join that? Nice. Huh? Can I join that? Well, you'd have to check in with them. Uh, I don't get to make All we call. have to say is talks cheap. Hold on. It gets even better. International Police Motor Skills Competition. I'm so stoked oh, on that. Sure. Oh, I, my I, God. Like there's going to be a, on YouTube there's, videos. There's, there's going to be a Japanese lot of orange cones. Skills. But there's even more. What? There's KidCona Mini Kids Race. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, God. Kids Race. Ah! There's a lot. Uh, there's going to be a vendor village. They're going to have vendors, bike vendors and stuff. Oh. And our friend Austin from Twisted Road will be oh, there. Oh, Austin. So it's cool. nice to see him. Well, he's going to be there. Cool. Um, and it's just, there's so much going on that I'm so looking forward to it. Well, so you know, that is August 18th. And here's the one thing you kind of miss in that description. It's in San Francisco. Yep. And San Francisco is one of the most beautiful cities in oh, the world. Oh, good lord, The yeah. dramatic landscape, the cultural... Just watch for the bum shit. <laughs> you know, knock, well, I know, <laughs> I know, Nock, you'd be late. You'll be, I spent a lot of time of there. I know. The world. But, but anyway, right but I will say, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's I like San Francisco. It I like motorcycles. So guys, come and it. join us. August 18th. It's at Pier 32. Pier 32. Pier 32. Jim, you're going to be there? I will. Liza? Yeah. I'm going to be there. I think a bunch of us are going to be there. So there's going to be a bunch of misfits there. So, um, Come and be a and misfit. And what I'm telling everyone is I might be spending a lot of time hanging out at the Twisted Throttle. 
Twisted Road. Sorry, Twisted Road booth. We're hanging out with Austin. So come on by, see if any misfits are there. And if not, say hi to Austin. Say you heard about him. Austin is extremely well Because, yeah, and and if you haven't (laughs) considered it, you should. I've been successful with the rentals so far. Swing by and Um, get an autograph. Yeah. (laughs) I know you you like that shit. Also, um, for those who who didn't catch it, we did release one of our Patreon-only mini-podcasts. One of our bonus podcasts. It's so good. All about Calm Star Wheels. Wheels. Who knew? They're round and squishy. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's me! So, uh, just just one reminder to It's a great podcast. It's not fun. It is. I mean, it's like, I never knew wheels could be so exciting. Well, let me tell you something. Something you didn't know about. Thanks to you, Miss Emma. Well, let me tell you something you didn't know about. There was a lot I didn't know. Well, about the podcast itself. You did. We recorded that in my spare bedroom. Oh, yes. cool. Sounds so naughty. that's just a taste of some of the bonus episodes that we have. That's right. For our Patreon-only subscribers. And Emma, we're going to have to come up with some more. No, gonna... I've, I've got a few ideas. And, yeah, you know, I've, think... kind of, I've been kind of a busy Emma lately. Yeah, we're um, gonna, we'll come up with some more. But um, I just, if you haven't heard that yet, check out the bonus episode on Comstar. Wheels. Yeah, you know, and if anybody's got an idea for an Emma's history hole that you really want me to just yak on about for an hour or so <laughs> send it in i mean i'm awesome. i'm you don't even have to give anything more than i'd like you to talk about this i'll do the research i'll find out but um any subject you want me to talk about and i will give you a credit uh, what's your uh, favorite subject to talk about besides this uh, myself the band exactly. well, yeah, of course <laughs> no my favorite subject's about gin I can talk about. I can there talk, you go. I can Mark, talk, why, why did you even open but that? But this box? is a oh, motorcycle no. podcast. Um, but no, I just I love motorbikes. Awesome. I love everything about That's them. Pretty cool. Well, you know, motorbikes are cool, man. So, just a reminder: thank you to our Patreon subscribers. You guys are the if, bestest. If you, if you want to have access to some of our bonus episodes, then mm. become a Patreon subscriber for as little as a dollar a month. You'll have access to them. And uh, I've, we're, we're, I'm working on some other stuff too. I'm already starting to think about the new T-shirt design. Mm-hmm. Mm. We're talking about beaver tail. Mm-hmm. Can you say beaver tail? On that note, I think we're ready to go. Thanks again to everyone who emails in and to the listeners who have reached out to to come and hang out at the garage or to ride with us. I want to know what Matthew's going to buy. We'll find out. Hey, I got a couple of shout-outs real quick before we wrap up. One is to Chris Wiggins. Hey, Chris. Uh, yeah, we all know Chris. He's, he's dope as shit. Um, Hope to see you in San Francisco. Yeah, Chris is going to be will, there, I He think. will not be there. He I don't, will not I Well. Uh, Maybe not competing, but That's another story. Showing. But I just want to give a shout-out to Chris. A lot of what we talk about here is community supporting community. And I just want to highlight a couple of few people I think that do that. One is Chris Wiggins. Obviously, he... Um, you know, he races uh, Super Hooligan stuff. He's been doing it from the beginning. And he did compete in the X Games. Um, I watched his heat race. Oh, that's right. And he fucking came in second in his heat. And it was one of the best ridden races I've seen. Like, you can see experience the way Chris rides in that race. And he made it to the semis. And there were some fast guys in the semis. That's all I'll say about that. And uh, uh, But Chris also has a second business called Field Initiative Knives. And if you're into knives or having knives made, um, Chris has a side business doing that. He's actually making a couple of knives for me now as gifts. Um, so it's another motorcycle guy who's doing cool stuff. So check out Chris Wiggins and support him in that. 
please don't give one of those knives to your son until you get rid of the pink scooter. It will not end well. What yeah. could possibly go wrong? A pink scooter and a knife? Uh, a lot. He can handle himself. But um, And the second person I want to give a shout out to was uh, Eric Morley. So we yeah. met Eric the first time was at the Portland, uh, the One Moto Show a couple of years ago. And he sponsored us to go up, Doug and I, to do some interviews and check out the racing. Oh, met. yeah, I remember this. Yeah. And he also sponsored Matt uh, Matt Harris from 40 Cal Customs, mm-hmm. who's just a fascinating guy. was a solid dude. And, um, and Eric has a new venture called Baja United. And he's doing some wines and beers down near Baja, Mexico. He's had a longtime fascination with that. And he's trying to bring together a group of wineries. They're starting to develop a beer. But the reason I really like what Eric's doing, and he's looking for investors, is he gives back to the community. So if you're familiar with the Baja 1000 stuff or the San Felipe stuff, a lot of the guys that do that for a long time, you know, support the community down there. So Eric and his group, Baja United, are giving back to orphanages in uh, in Mexico as part of their oh, right business on. plan. So, right so you got Chris Wiggins with uh, Chris's help to support Chris. You've got uh, Blue Sea United and Baja United to uh, support those guys. And it's kind of a cool community. So I just wanted to recognize those people that contribute in other ways other than just cool motorcycles. Right on, sure. as you should, Jim. Thank you. I think we're ready to get out of here. Thank you again Bye. for listening. We appreciate Thank it. Thank you, man. Wasting <laughs> hour jam here yep i know i Yikes. know i started putting the brakes on half an hour ago <laughs> yeah i saw that oh, wait take, and one last shout out see, is to this the, is what happens take a lot of stuff this train shout out to josh and basket case for putting on a great show oh, yeah. they had great vendors they brought up like meredith divine from um painted ladies from la who yeah. does some cool. great motorcycle photography with painted ladies um you can imagine what that's about yeah but a big shout out to basket case and josh for putting on a great show this weekend shout out to my doctor that gave me hella drugs <laughs> No more fried shrimp for you, motherfucker. Was really good. On that note, let's get out of here. This is Liza. This is Doc. Mm-hmm. Bagel. Emma Darling. Brian with a Y. Aloha, Bex. Henry. Naked. Jim. And we're out of here. Cool, cool. Cool, cool. cool, cool.